So today we got Sunny and Amber. Um, appreciate you guys coming on. She says she didn't want to talk. Thank you for having us. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. So sorry, sorry. Um, so what exactly do you guys do? So we are a cannabis manufacturing company, uh, multifaceted. We do uh, Tennessee Roots. We started as Tennessee Roots CBD. Um, CBD was where everything started in the South, at least for cannabis, due to the hemp laws. Um, it was 2014. 2014, the Farm Bill made hemp legal again to where regular people could get a license and grow it in the TDA, the Department of Agriculture mm-hmm. in Tennessee. Uh, set up a licensing system to where anybody in Tennessee could get a license and start growing hemp. And once people did that, they started having flour that was okay. And a lot of them started processing it. And with the processing came the CBD oil. And the CBD oil was the first big craze. And everybody hopped on that. So about 2018, I found out about it. So this is about four years into the game. Yeah. Um, and at that time... I was like, whoa, you can do cannabis in Tennessee because I'm from Memphis originally, but Santa Cruz is my second home. So I started growing medical marijuana in 2008 because I got my card at 18. Oh, nice. (laughs) Anybody could get a card back then. Still can probably. Actually, you can get them online now. And And this is a card to use? A medical card. And you can get them online through California, and then you can go to Arkansas and shop. See, that's what I just don't understand. Why the fuck is Memphis, um, Tennessee, Lose. I mean, isn't, isn't Mississippi having it now or they something? They just like? started. Yeah, and so Arkansas and Mississippi have it, and then, you know, we don't have it. It's like we're always one of the last states to get something that we need, that everybody needs. We're literally the Bible Belt. <laughs> yeah, because where's the closest shop in, in uh, Arkansas? It's West Memphis. I think. Oh, it's in West Memphis. So yeah. everyone's taking their money and and they're getting all the tax money and all that stuff. Right? So is it just medical though, or is it recreational in Arkansas? Just now? medical right now. Okay, but they'll probably be moving towards recreational, I imagine, soon because that, that's just that's the trend. So is it? I know in California when it first started, people would go get a card for like sleep or something. Mm-hmm. Is that how would you would do it here? You go to your doctor and then they give well, you. They just do telemedicine now, so you get online and. Get on the video and tell them what's wrong. And mm-hmm. oh well, I think medical cannabis will benefit you. Here's, yeah. here's your card. Oh, Give me okay. my two hundred dollars. Wow, or whatever. It's like sixty five now. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, you can get everything online now. Kind of seems like I saw an ad for TRT. Like you can get TRT online. What's like that? you'll do a telehealth. You know, like a, it's a testosterone. Testosterone. Oh, okay. Yeah. And like you, they'll send you a little kit. You te- you prick yourself. You sit mail them off. They test yeah. your levels. And um, then, like two weeks later, you get they mail you like your testosterone, and you just inject it. My buddy was telling me more about it last night when I saw him at Zoo Rendezvous. I was like, because he was going to a place downtown for it, and um, he just said it's got too expensive locally, so he had to find a different source. And I was like, dude, this is fucking crazy that that you can just get anything online. Yeah, I mean, you can you can get what the little blue pill now. Online <laughs> with with no prescription, you can get anything online. Oh that's yeah, like Bluetooth. A, yeah, Bluetooth. Because they're uh, they're uh, yeah. patent. You, you know, you can only patent something for so long before other people can. Oh, is that how it happened? Yeah, because it, they're the using the ingredient out. in mm-hmm. Viagra, right? Yep. The, the Sudaf, uh, not Sudafed, but she like, actually taught me that. 
That's crazy. Uh, uh, she wants to talk so bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but now, man, yeah. Um, like, you know, and then a lot of doctors are just going to stick with tele. Like, they don't, they don't want patients to come in the office anymore. Like, hey, do you, you guys, could, I can just talk to you from your home if you want. I mean, if you had to be around sick people all day and then suddenly you don't have to be, but you still get to make the good money. Yeah. I don't blame them. Yeah. I mean, how could you? COVID definitely pushed us into the matrix. Mm. So how did you guys come up with the ideas of all these products you'll have here? We got cookies, brownies, scissor. We've been using cannabis probably since the age of 12. <laughs> so um, it's just, it's a, and especially in Memphis, it's just a part of life growing up. Honestly, it's. Oh, everybody smokes weed here. You smoke weed, you juke, and, and you check each other. And you play <laughs> basketball. Yeah. Like, that's it. And then, you know, hopefully stay out of trouble and go to school. And if you don't, you probably end up rapping or something. <laughs> you know Surf Taylor? No. He's like one of the, like SB, the original. Surf. Something like that, yeah. He's friends with um, my buddy that owns uh, Vivid Kicks. and um, Valid Kicks. Man. Is it Valid? Valid Kicks. And um, he um, he was coming on the podcast and he was going to, you know, because he's a big joker. Is that how you say Jukin. 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 Joker. Yeah. I don't think there's an R in it, man. There's not. Well, Jukin. J O O K. There's the King of Jukin, which we just sponsored that event with 901 ENT. Um, I saw that video that you posted on, I think it's on your regular page. Yeah, Trey Drizzle, he, uh, he, he performed, and then Zay HD performed that night. Shout out 901 ENT, 901, 901. Shout out Marcus, Future, JR, all the gang. <sighs> Those are the boys. Those are the homies. Jukin, Jukin's taking off like like wildfire. It's And it's funny, too, because it's been here for so long. Yeah. Since before I was born. I remember one day I saw Justin Timberlake doing it at, Club Vortex, and that's the first time I ever saw it. We were just happy to all be out, and he was down there doing it. Everyone, and I was like, "What is he doing?" And everyone was like, "That's how that's how people dance, man." I was like, "I've never seen this before." It's cool as shit, you know. Like, right. I don't know, but uh, so how big is y'all's company now? Because earlier you were telling me it's big. <laughs> so we now are in about 20, over twenty stores in the mid south and sixty in the country. Oh, damn. That's about how much we're servicing. We do events almost every weekend. We do Memphis Flyer events. We just did Margarita Festival. We did Pride Festival yesterday and the Shelby Spring Festival yesterday. We do uh, Collierville Farmers, excuse me, Cooper Young Farmers Market, Bartlett Farmers Market every week, almost. We try to do them every week. Um, We have our store in Collierville. We sell out of the Memphis Kitchen Co-op in Cordova, where we also produce everything that's handmade. Small batch, third party tested. Um, shout out Memphis Kitchen Co-op. If you're a small business looking to grow your business and you produce a food product, um, definitely give Richard and Molly a shout. Yeah, Molly, fuck Rick. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just playing. No, we just had Rick. We just had Rick on you the other day. Uh, his episode is releasing on Tuesday or is it Friday? I'm not sure. Okay, I'm getting Richard on the next season of Cooked, dude. Yeah. So tell us about. Yeah. Please tell me that's that's a, that's the video I saw that John posted that he made for you. Yes. Uh, tell us Ruby about that. Red Media. Yeah, dude. Like that is that was a cool idea, man. So, I guess like a lot of things, just uh, 
ideas come. So ideas come when you use our products. Like that's that's been you know jazz musicians all the way back in the day, blues musicians. Cannabis has been inspiration in music forever. A lot of our friends are musicians because a lot of the shows that we do are music based, concerts, reggae, rap, and the center of that culture really is cannabis. I mean, it brings everyone together and alcohol, but um, alcohol, the bar's got that on lock. Mm -hmm. We've been able to come and solidify ourselves as the cannabis people, (laughs) more or less. Um, So Cook came about because everybody wants custom, 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 custom. So thinking back on how do you make edibles at home? Well, you get a magic butter machine and you use your flour, you buy an ounce or whatever, and then you make your butter, but you have no idea how much, what the potency is, mm-hmm. how many milligrams is in there. Yeah. Not nothing, unless you're going to send it off, pay <laughs> what we pay, which are exorbitant fees to get your products tested, 70 to $100. A product? Yeah. Per test. And we have. Oh, we have to do multiple testing. So we get concentrates, we get our infused products, and then we get final product. So it's usually three tests or more for each. Before it hits the market? Before y'all put it out for sale? I mean, you know, I'm sure I have friends that can test it for you for free if you want them to. You know, but. Well, we, we do that kind of testing ourselves. <laughs> yeah. And our employees, they, they get the benefit of that as well. How many people do y'all have working for y'all? Around eight. Sometimes, sometimes more part time. A lot of people All of our, are, are musicians. I mean, like, oh, okay, these are people that are friends, and if we need extra help, then they'll come in. So, I mean, part time we have, yeah, and then there are one, two, three, four, full time. But these, uh, no one's ever. You when you make your edibles at home, they're nice and strong, but you have no idea. You You're know, right. Like, hey, I made brownies. Cool. Let's eat them. Whoa, those are strong. <laughs> um, people are always asking us to make, and we started to actually, and we do. We make custom vegetable oils and, and butters for uh, caterers and uh, Hood Hibachi. Shout out pa- Preacher Tim with Hood Hibachi. He's also in the kitchen. Um, and the vegan goddess. Shout out Cam. Yeah, she. They're killing it. Yes. So we they we're they're going to use our stuff to infuse their food. And they are, they already have and are, and pe- they people love it. So, for consumers at home, I'm like, I'm checking out all these interviews. I watch a ton of of YouTube, and I watch, I listen to podcasts, and I'm I'm a I'm a junkie. I'm a YouTube junkie. I'm not even gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Um, I like information. I like to receive information constantly. So, I'm like, so interviews are popping. I've got all these artist friends, and I want to help them. They want to help me and. We're inspiring them with our products a lot of things. They tell us, like, man, we, we wrote a cool song because of those Krispies. Like, so I'm like, hmm. And it's all coming together in my head. I'm, like, looking up uh, cannabis cooking shows on Netflix, and they're okay. But they're all, like, competitions. And then I'm like, what if, what if we do a cannabis cooking show where we have our friends come on and we do an interview style, but we also, whatever they want to make, we make, and we use our products, and then we actually make products and we'll sell them with the show too, and we'll have recipes. Mm-hmm. And it just became like this whole thing. <laughs> well, and we want to have a product that, that you can incorporate 
I mean, you're talking. Now. Yeah, you're talking. So like, you just go on. <laughs> We want, we think that cannabis should be included in everyday life. I mean, if you want to drizzle a little bit of olive oil on your salad at night so mm-hmm. that you can relax, if you want to make your eggs with butter, if you want to have a cup of tea in the morning with a little bit of infused honey, like this should be something that everybody can consume and based on how much you want to consume and what your tolerance is, like you can base your dosing on any of the products that we have. Yeah, because I remember my old roommate when he was uh, he was diagnosed with uh, mesothelioma, and his aunt would cook um, some of his stuff with like cannabis infused butter for his mm-hmm. pain and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, it's so beneficial. It's just sad that like people demonize it. We need cannabinoids. Yeah. We produce cannabinoids. Our bodies are literally set up. To, to receive them. To receive them. Mm. We have CB1 and CB2 receptors. Like, these are all facts. And when I found out these things at 12 because of the internet, and I was like, I found comfort in cannabis, like, on a whim, like, accidentally. Like, it became, it was something that I was missing mm-hmm. because my brain was chemically imbalanced, but I didn't know it. Okay. And I had a lot of trauma physically sexually, mentally, emotionally as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so all that compounded, and then I found relief in cannabis. Mm. But I was demonized for it because my stepdad was caught. Oh, really? So I got caught. I got in trouble, grounded for a whole summer. But, like, I always came back to it. Yeah. And no matter what, how much trouble I got, I mean, I've been at jail I've the whole nine over it. So, yeah. like, cannabis helps me make money, but, like, I paid a lot of money to cannabis before it ever paid me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we get to help people. Finally, it's socially acceptable to help people with cannabis. Finally, people, because of the internet and the spread of knowledge, are like, oh, it was made illegal because American politicians were racist and greedy. True. Yeah. That's just sad, man. Well, because, you know, they're giving it, they're giving it to, like, PSCD uh, PTSD, mm-hmm. uh, survivors, not survivors, but sufferers, you know, yep. like the military and stuff. Veterans. If the military is doing it, it's got to be good for everybody, right? Because, well, I mean, the military has been smoking weed forever. They, yeah. they, even in Nam, my uncle told me, like, they, in the 70s, they were all smoking, but they got serious about it around the Clinton era. So, as far as your show goes, um, you have a breakdown of like what you cook and how much ingredient you put, and then they can buy the ingredients and do it at home too. Is that how exactly. it works? Exactly. So okay. uh, the first episode, we've had eight episodes shot. We shot them all in one day. We got Chinese Connection Dub Embassy, local reggae band. I love them, man. Joe, shout out Joe and David. Those are my brothers. Uh, R.I.P. Omar. Omar's the one that connected us and got us going with them. That guy had a great voice. That man was, oh, I love Omar. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, he was, he was, he was awesome. And he, he impacted so many people. Like, if you ever talk to anybody about Omar, they light up. Yeah. It's amazing. So shout out to him. Um, we made pizza and salad. So <clears throat> we give you the ingredient list, uh, what you need to use, how much we used. Okay. Um, take you through the whole process. We try it. We have a good time. I get to interview them at the same time. Um, and then also shout out whatever, because whatever smoke shop sponsored our video. Oh, that's awesome, man. Thank you, John. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember there was a show on um, Vice. I can't remember what it was called, but it was something what they would cook with, uh, C- not CBD, but uh, THC. I've seen most of them. But they didn't break it down like what you're talking about. Right. Though. So even the, even the ones that do, they're still guessing what their milligrams. They yeah. have no idea. This in... I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but this is pretty revolutionary. I've never seen a product like this. I've been shopping at dispensaries since 2008. So like when I opened the first store, I already had an idea of because I had shopped at so many. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I had a leg up on people just from going back and forth to California since the age of nine and being at Santa Cruz because mm-hmm. Santa Cruz is a very uh, weed-heavy city, yeah. <laughs> town. It's more like a town. But, like, if you wanted to make brownies, whatever the brownie recipe calls for. You use that oil. You just replace it. Yeah. Oh, and then, awesome. I mean, it's like, there's easy. 250 milligrams in a half cup. That's four ounces. So whatever your batch size is, usually it's, like, 18 or 20 when you make a box of brownies at home. You just mm-hmm. divide it by. You divide that. You and, know what? I'm going to make some brownies for the next work meeting and get everybody fired. And they won't be able to taste it. They, they won't they even won't know. Able to taste it. Like, you can't. Wow. You will not be able to taste weed. The guys I hate. Hey, here's some brownies I, I made. <laughs> eat these. Eat these. Please do. <laughs> so, we were talking about earlier how I, we can buy beer everywhere, right? Yes. It's, and it, it, people get drunk and, you know, blackout and everything, DUIs. But yet, this is illegal. Or not, not, you know, like the higher concentrate is illegal. Is that right? And then, but nobody really gets hurt from this because you're usually playing video games when you're doing, you right. know, chilling and stuff. Well, there's something called FICO, Rick Simpson oil. Like it is magic. Well, I most, mean, uh, not enough people talk about it. What is it called? What is it? F-E-C-O, full extract cannabis oil or RSO, Rick Simpson oil. He got a bunch of credit, but he didn't invent it. Okay. So it's a it's a full plant extract. It's not been processed except like everything that is in the plant is pulled extracted. out and turned into a concentrated form. Mm-hmm. It generally is running six to seven hundred and fifty milligrams for one gram. The average dosing on it is half the size of a rice grain starting out, Jesus. but it. Cures cancer. Wow. Allegedly. I mean, like, it, they have... People, there's documentaries. You've, if you've ever heard about cannabis curing cancer, if you've ever heard about people, this is what they've used. It's mm-hmm. not smoking a joint. It's not eating an edible. It's not even zizzerb. It's... their FICO is what saves lives. Allegedly. I'm not a doctor. And you consume over a 60-day um, period... You consume a certain number of grams, and you work your way up um, until you're up to a gram a day. And it is so revolutionary. We're working with a friend. It's But it's been around forever, and a lot of people have, have used it for multiple things. And we're working with a close friend of ours, I'm not going to say who, um, going through a tough time. But we've actually been able to provide this, and uh, we're, we're hoping and praying that it's going to do what – you need to do what the uh, anecdotal evidence says that it does. Wow! And we will I've never have heard scans. Of this. I know that, nobody that's has. Like to me. it's so sad. I mean, one hundred percent. Like you can put it on your skin; it clears up acne. It will heal 
open wounds for burn victims. Bruises. It regenerates your skin cells. I mean, it it uh, any type wow. of inflammatory disease where your body starts attacking itself, it it prevents that. I mean, there are so many different uses. And so, what is the process of extracting it? Um, you get Everclear. a whole bunch of flour. Uh huh. Um, usually for a pound to a pound and a half. Yeah. Um, and that's why most people can't do it because who can afford a pound? Mm. How much is a pound? High grade. I haven't dealt with a pound in a It depends decades. on quality. How many you want? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, how much is a pound of like some Kush? Probably twenty four, and you may be able to get it for less, just depending on. Depends on your hookup, but anywhere from sixteen to four thousand dollars just depends on what you got who for you a know. pound. And then you have to pour gallons of Everclear that's been chilled, and you pour it on there, and it's almost bittersweet because you're like, oh my god, I spent all of this, and I'm <laughs> yeah. soaking it in Everclear, and if I mess up, I mean, I'm just gonna quit my job. Fuck, fuck, fuck working at Budweiser. There, no, I'm just kidding. but like. Um, and then you let it soak, and then um, you basically toss all of the flour out. You drain out just— And it's not a secret process. You can look it up online. We say it to everybody because we believe in it. We we started doing this to help people, not really to make money. Money's great. We need money. Everybody needs money. Right. Mm-hmm. But I actually love my job. Yeah. And you don't have to decarb it. If you Google it, just freeze your Everclear. Do not put your flour in the oven and try to decarb it. What does decarb mean? Um, there's a lot of the stuff that's online. It says that you need to um, bake it in the oven at a low temp mm-hmm. so that you can go ahead and pull out. Um, uh, you can activate it more okay. or less. But with Everclear, if you freeze it, it's um, super cooling. And that is the way that it also She's is She's a lot smarter than I am. <laughs> Y'all should make a video on this process for real. Since the videos that are calling about decarbing, and it's not the way you should, what you should do, like you should make a video like debunking the decarbing. So, do, can y'all sell that? No, no. Oh, see, that's, so the that's thing. illegal. The videos, everything we're doing online is everything we do is legal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I mean the other, which she's talking about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I couldn't make a video yeah. with right. a pound of weed. I mean, we can, but we, we can, cannabis is cannabis. If anybody wants to sponsor a trip to California or a legal state, we will gladly make a video there. Or I can make a video with hemp because hemp is legal. And that's true. The I mean, process, you can it's show the, the exact show the same thing, and your yields will be a little a bit sponsored different. Sponsored video trip sounds a lot more fun. <laughs> yeah, it does, doesn't it? Like, Let's we get come on in. John, I need you to sponsor this trip. Well, I know Colin was telling me that I didn't know this, but he said CBD is basically the same thing as mm-hmm. cannabis is cannabis. Just let it grow it longer. Is that, is that right? Or it doesn't grow no, something like that? He was saying the genetics okay. are just like one of them has been bred for a high THC content. Uh huh. One of them has been bred for a high CBD. They look exactly the same if you were to get down to the microscopic level. It's chemically that they're different. Mm, okay. The individual molecular structure. So much science behind this shit, man. Well, there are so many cannabinoids that most people don't even know about. Like CBN, CBG, CBC, THCV, THC. Like there's 143 different cannabinoids. More than that, maybe. Yeah, that we know of right now. And so when did Delta 8 become like the thing? Yeah, what is Delta 8? Tell us what that is first, please. Delta 8 is a psychoactive cannabinoid 
that produces similar effects to Delta 9, which is traditional THC, but it's about 50 to 75% the strength or potency. Okay. So it's like, quote unquote, weed light not, or bud light. <laughs> um, that's what a lot of people were saying. And then Delta 9 is OG, what everybody's used to smoking and eating in their edibles. And we can do that now at 0.3% or less by weight. And then there's also a thing called THCO. It's actually three times as strong as Delta 9. And that's what we got in our Zizzer and our, our, our Fruity Pebble Krispies. Not Fruity Pebble. That's copyrighted. Fruity Cereal Krispies. <laughs> yeah. Zooty Fruities. Zooty Fruities. Man, that isn't. I mean, they're loopholes. It's science versus law. But it's not like spice and it doesn't fuck people up. And, and, and you know what I mean? What it, was the deal with that? Those were super synthetic and, and not meant for human consumption. Mm. Didn't they have a fake cocaine, too, called Charge or something like yes, that? Yes, they had that. Were those the bath salts? Yes. I don't know. One of my friends was like, I'm going to go get some Charge. I'm like, <laughs> what? I was like, you know, it's like spice, but it's like Coke. I'm like, just do the Coke, man. <laughs> just do the Coke, bro. Like, I don't know if you want to do that. Like, At least it's coming from a plant. You don't know where the hell yeah, the other stuff's yeah. coming from. Man. No, so, but we got the ideas to do these. You ever heard of a crownie? Mm-hmm. All right. You ever heard of a brookie? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So a, a brownie. brownie cookie. Right. Yeah. So this is a crownie. We call them crownies. When I was 17, senior in high school, my friend's sister taught us how to make wheat butter. Mm-hmm. And we got a box of whatever he had at the house, and it was a crownie a brownie mix, mm-hmm. or a cookie brownie mix. Okay. So we called them crownies. So I'm 32 now, almost 17 years later. I'm able to do this legally. It was pretty cool. But we got the idea to do the edibles, you know, just from being kids in high school, making money. Yeah. Um, like The stuff that you would come up with when you had the munchies and you <laughs> went in the fridge and there wasn't anything to eat. You'd come up with all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Everybody got fixated on flour. Everybody got fixated on oils and CBD oil. And those things were great. But we saw the edible market as open because... Things did not taste good. Mm-hmm. Things weren't as potent as they should have been. Um, there was no selection. Like a lot of people just make gummies. Or a lot of people just make this or just make that. Our selection is insane. It's a pain in the ass. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. the customers love it. We're very customer-driven, customer-oriented, almost to a fault. <laughs> you, like, do everything for your customer and, like, Make less sometimes just to keep them happy. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah. we'll take that loss in a heartbeat. Not because it's because it's it's the way we would want to be treated. It's right. because we come from the service industry. Our parents and and grandparents. Were, my my mom and my grandmother was a server. I grew up in CKs and an Amico underneath the register. Like my parents, I've watched them hustle and work their whole life. So yeah, and they always treated the customer with respect, even if it meant they had to humble themselves. Or lose money. I mean, long term, it's better just to go ahead and make something right Mm -hmm. and have a level of integrity than to worry about that person telling someone or posting something that may not be – it's not worth it. I mean, it really isn't. Because even if, like, 
someone puts like a negative review up, you know, people are going to see that, right? Mm -hmm. Even if you go, even if you found it and commented on it, you know, this is not true, you know, it's still there. People still saw it, you know, like. The truth doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Un- unfortunately, it's but like if you can prevent that from happening, exactly. If somebody doesn't like something, I'll either give them their money back or do a replacement mm. on it. I mean, like we had someone who who came in and she um, thought that there was mold on one. Of, it wasn't mold, but it wasn't even worth like arguing, arguing about yeah. it. Like, sure, take another brownie. Here's two for yeah. the gas Sorry, for yes. you coming back yeah. up here. Like, it's not worth it. It's like those people that eat their whole meal and then they'll complain that it was bad. Oh, mm-hmm. It's like, fuck you, man. Like, why did you finish <laughs> eating it if it was so bad then? I yeah. remember one time I was working at Dyer's. Uh, I was working the door at Dyer's, right? This was during the summertime. Shout out Dyer's. Yeah, those right? Burgers, though. And this guy, this table of like seven people, they, they pretty much ate everything, right? Mm-hmm. And just like Tony said, and then they asked for the manager. Manager's like, what, what, "How can I help you?" And he's like, "We're not, we're not paying for this. This wasn't done right." And that, I mean, there's like pieces of burger left on the plate, like a couple fries and stuff, you know, on each plate. So they come and get me, and like, "Hey, you need to make these people pay." I'm like, "What the fuck? I, this is supposed to be a cush job. This is a city here, like, you know." Am I gonna strong arm them? <laughs> and so like, these these people stand up, like they're leaving. I'm, like, "Hey guys, uh, y'all need to pay that tab." Apparently, um, they told me to make sure y'all pay the tab, <laughs> and. This one guy stands up. He's probably like fucking seven feet tall. I'm like, okay, I'm feeling to get beat up and dyers. What the fuck is going to happen? You know, I was like, Bobby, you told me not to do anything over here. I was like, let's just chill. And he's like, we ain't paying shit, man. I was like, well, okay, I guess you're not paying then. I mean, I mean, that's what I can do. I, I can't get your wallet out of your pocket. So then this happened to be a cop walking by and the cop was like, y'all need to pay for your food. <laughs> and they ended up paying for it. But dude, like, it's just, why would you do that? Like, I know someone who used to carry around um, a pill bottle with um, dead bugs in it, and they would go and order and eat their food. Memphis is shy, Stephen. Wow. One of the bugs in the plate so they wouldn't have to. We went to eat with our friend, this was about 10 years ago or something like that, and her brother was there. And he made a big scene like in this place. I was like, man, this is so embarrassing. Like, I, why? Hate that. I was like, what I the fuck is going that. on? Like, he was like, I don't have enough toppings on my my pizza. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, they're gonna spit in all our foods back there. Like, exactly. <laughs> okay. Even if you have a problem with someone, are you really gonna fuck with the person was who movie? is the Waiting? last one that touches <laughs> yeah. your food yeah. before you put it in your mouth? <laughs> it's not worth it. Yeah. No. I will smile. And <laughs> I will pay the money, and if I don't like the food, I will throw it away. Yeah. I, Can I get a to-go box? Thanks, you know, or something. Right. Just, like, I'm not sending <laughs> that back to the kitchen. No, because, you like, know, yeah, I'm good. It's gonna, yeah I, I never do that shit, because, like, even if my food is wrong, I'll still sit there and eat it. You know, like, I don't care. <laughs> I'll make it right. <laughs> I'll pick stuff off or throw some ketchup or A1 on it. It'll be okay. If you're eating at the right place, you can do it, though. If you're, if you're paying the money, you know what I'm saying? Oh, like you say, say if something's wrong at flight or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Then like, hey, excuse me, sir. Like you know, I ordered. They gave you the thing. Oh, no problem. We right back. Pff, spitting your food as they bring your food out. You know, like I'm just kidding. But like I don't know. Fly on They're on camera. <laughs> yeah. That's the place that had like the second kitchen or something like that, right? You talking about the the speakeasy downstairs? Is that what it is? What is it called? 
the dungeon, the cellar. Yeah, the wine cellar. Yeah, yeah flight. It's, shout out flight. I, no, shout out Dory. You want to talk about fine dining? Yes, Mr. David Krog. And oh, um, our buddy Bert is really good friends with him. And if y'all haven't been, you've got to go. And like, it's like a, it's like make new things every every day, right? You don't or, even order. You just go in and they they give you what you're gonna eat. <laughs> and the wine accompaniments are. Top notch. If you do it, make sure that you get the wine pairing. It's over here in Brookhaven Circle, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's right around the yeah. corner. Yep. Delicious. I've never. I've, Have you been there yet? I heard it's good. I've eaten a lot of. <coughs> like my dad owned restaurants, and my grandparents owned a bakery, and so I'm a bit of a food snob. <laughs> What's your favorite food place in Memphis? Um, on a regular basis, I don't know. I mean, I would say. Dory, <laughs> but there's no way that could I can eat that every yeah. day. That's like a special occasion. That yeah, we're gonna have to sell a lot more products. Eat every day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, we like sidecar. Yeah, sidecar. Uh, it's not where Mike King works at, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out sidecar. What is the? We need to get that guy. What is the guy's name that owns all those places? Tommy something, right? Tony. Or Tony. Yeah, Tony Westmore. Yeah. Or, yeah. He owns Tandem. Um, Bobby Smith is also an owner, mm. if I'm not mistaken. They own all the restaurants, don't they? They own a bunch, <laughs> dude. They have like seven or eight things. They have more than that now, I think. Really? I could be. They have Ernestine and Hazel's. They have Sugar Grits. They have Beignets. Speaking of burgers. They have E&H Growlers. Burger. The what? The burger at E&H. Oh, yeah. Carolina Watershed. Tony, tell your story. <laughs> Good story. About the burger incident at Ernest and Hazel's. Oh, no, no. I'll tell <laughs> Okay. I'll tell so what's what's next for you guys in the company? What's what, next? Yeah, what would y'all like to see? So right happen? now, what we're working on, uh, we just rebranded. We, uh, we just got this logo done, the Cook's logo. We just had our Tennessee Roots logo redone. It's on the, it's on the page now. We took out the CBD because a lot of times when we're in at events and people see CBD, they're like, Phew. Yeah. But we're like, no, we got more. <laughs> <laughs> well, and honestly, like CBD is amazing. But do, like we do tinctures. We have a nootropic that's a lion's mane CBC with yes, some mushrooms. essential oils. Mm. I mean, like we want to go into as many natural plant-based products. As possible. Because it's so much better. And, I mean, it should. We have friends with mushroom uh, neuropathy. And he can't feel his feet, but when he does magic mushrooms, he can feel his toes again. Really? He can go out in the grass. and Like, plants are amazing. Fungi fungi is amazing. So we want to have a dispensary one day. I mean, we want to be The plan is bud and breakfast. Downtown, midtown, tri-level, like, dispensary. Restaurant, cafe. You know, we want to we want to deliver cannabis the right way. So, what's the sweet spot so people don't get too, I guess, fucked up when they do a edible? So, there's dosing. There's a dosing chart that we actually need to release. Um, but we can't make dosage recommendations legally because we're not medical professionals, mm. and everyone is different. But a quote unquote low dose is like five to ten milligrams. Okay. Well, okay. Quote unquote low dose is one to five milligrams. Uh. Slightly lesser low dose is like five to ten. If you want to fill it, five to ten is for for a regular person. Mm -hmm. So twenty or ten to 
twenty five for a regular person is probably too inter- much. intermediate. Okay. And then above that is probably too much. So don't eat the whole cookie. Like uh, I, I ate this big cookie one day and exactly. You want to eat a quarter of it. I didn't know what was going on. I had a lady who couldn't fill her face for three days. Damn. I've had a lady who called me and said that her husband was trying to kill her on Christmas Eve, even though she knew that she wasn't like we've heard a lot of stories. And so we, we tell people like, do not eat the whole thing, but but they do anyway, because it tastes Cause so it good. Tastes good. They're like, so I can't it's our taste fault anything. too. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I need to, I need to get a, I need to do mushrooms. I want to well, do mushrooms I think the now. problem is is like they're sneaky. You know, like sometimes you'll eat a little bit and you don't feel it right away. And you're like, oh, I need some more, and you're like, oh fuck, now I'm too fucked up. They can. You just gotta you just gotta be out in the woods. Honestly, you don't you, and you want to do it during the daytime. That's the best time. Mushrooms in the or woods. Edibles. edibles. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I thought you were talking about mushrooms. Oh, so the, my first time I did mushrooms, <laughs> my buddy, my buddy was like, so for the longest time, I grew up, I grew up Joe's witness, so it was like anything drugs were you know wrong or whatever, and so like the first time I smoked weed, I think it was like 2016, and so I smoked weed then, and then uh, my buddy was like 20. 2020 yeah 2020 he's like you want to try mushrooms and i'm like sure why not <laughs> so he gave me some mushrooms and he's like just do two and so i i was at home and i went in my room and i uh i popped them in my mouth and chewing them and then i felt like uh i felt like kind of light like what you do when you smoke weed or whatever and i was like oh this is nice and then i closed my eyes and i was like saw this guy like surfing this mountain and i'm like what the fuck is this man and then i started seeing like all these like like art was like floating oh yeah and then I couldn't sleep for like it felt like four hours because it was like really intense thing. Because I and then I've done it since, but not two at a time, right. and it was like kind of just a, a sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Microdosing is amazing. Yeah, I've heard that's really good, especially for like he was saying people with PTSD and stuff so like it's that. It's better Depression. than Xanax or Clonopin or any of that shit. It's point one in a capsule every mm-hmm. other day or every day, depending on what you're going through and what your tolerance is. But and I'm not a doctor, and this is not a recommendation. Might be a shaman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just, I just don't understand why this stuff is not okay available. Be, because if like, you can heal yourself, yeah, I mean, then yeah. Why doctors would doctors mm. or pharmaceutical if you companies them, you don't have your your that. customer anymore? Yeah, I see. You know, I've seen a meme or something like that, a picture mm-hmm, like that. Exactly. A cured customer is a lost customer or something like that. Yep, I think a cured patient is you, a lost customer. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, well, they can kill their customers with like the Purdue family and stuff like that. Is yeah. that the ones that have Oxycontin? Yeah, I think they were the Oxycontin. And like, you know, it's just like this stuff is helping, but yet you can take this pill like Xanax or whatever. that's going to fuck you up. And it has all these side effects. Because I watch the, like, when you watch TV, you, you see a drug ad commercial, you know, all the possible time. side effects are it's like. 70 things that or just death. sit out. Or death. Yeah. <laughs> death is like, yeah, yeah. if you're suffering from any of these, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, you know what? Please like, consult your doctor. <laughs> like, I remember like, maybe like 10, 15 years ago, there wasn't that many on TV. Like you saw it, but not as much, right? But you saw a lot of Viagra commercials. Right. And then now it's like every third commercial or second commercial is a, a drug company commercial. I'm or like, a lawsuit for that particular company. <laughs> but yet, here we are with legal products that are plant-based that are natural. Shout out plant-based. And we can't even boost or advertise on Facebook, Instagram, <sighs> Google yes. as a so small business. We have hmm. literally from the bottom up, from the roots, 
not been able to advertise on Facebook, not been able to advertise on Google, not been able to advertise on Instagram, anything. We're about to advertise for Cooked, but we're having to do it. We have we're nervous. We're nervous about it. Like I haven't bought an ad on Facebook yet. Um, We've had to come up with other names, like Bluff City Botanicals. That's the name of the store in Collierville. The only reason that we have that is because it doesn't have CBD or weed leaves in the logo. Mm. So every so single stupid. thing that you think that you know mm. about, like we Marketing. say, hemp ain't easy. Yeah. And it's not. We pay cannabis prices for processing. We're still considered high risk. Our insurance, insurance. <laughs> we pay about 10 times more than what an average non-high-risk company, mm-hmm. like if you're just Banking making is, cakes. Is trouble. Yeah. It, I, I got denied at so many banks because no one wanted to touch cannabis in 2018. We, I wasn't able to open up a bank account in the name of my company until... I was in 2018, but I had a friend at the bank. Yeah, and that was before they stopped letting people do it. I wasn't able to do it until 2020. <laughs> That's insane. That's, it's, it's so backwards. Uh-huh. You know, I watched this documentary on CNN a long time ago, and they were in Colorado, and it's one of the Colorado's first uh, dispensaries that mm-hmm. opened up. And, like, they couldn't deposit their money nope. into the bank cash because once they business. did that, it became federal or something right. like that, so right? So it would be a cash business only. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, so dude would just have like a room full of money. Like and they it was a huge security risk mm-hmm. and they needed weapons. And then they told him, Well, you can't have weapons if you're doing a weed business to protect your cash. So they're just sitting ducks with all this money. So like one of the last episodes on that series, uh, they were able to hire a security mm-hmm. guard, a mm-hmm. big company to stand outside and to stand in the back. They couldn't be in the building with the weapons. Right. They could be in the building without the weapon. But yeah. I was like, I was like, dude, they're going to rob you. Exactly. <laughs> like you're getting robbed. bro. Yeah. Like we've lost so much money. And so it's been such a headache just trying to figure out how to get around certain things. Mm-hmm. I mean, like there are, there are people that you can hire that are experts in in their specific field. I mean, marketing, um, social media, content developers, um, anyone, any business service that you would normally be able to purchase mm-hmm. and hire someone to help with, it doesn't always apply to cannabis. Like any of the things that they would normally be able to do, mm-hmm. they can't do those things with us. So a lot of times, like we end up paying people for services and then we have to go back in and say, okay, look, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do this. And then, I mean, even with our website, like it, what you can normally say or post, you're not able to. We have over 2,200 organic followers on our Instagram page. If we do one more post that goes against their guidelines, they're going to permanently deactivate the business page. And I've never posted, no one's ever posted anything that was not legal. That is, yeah, that's just ignorant. I mean, I barely even post anymore because I'm afraid that they're going to get a glimpse of something that they're going to say is against the rules and... Well, like, yeah, he, he tells me that he gets flagged for stuff he posted like 10 years ago or like eight years ago and stuff. They like, hit, what the I, fuck? I've been in jail since November of last year. 
my my Facebook and Instagram is still restricted, and um, I got three violations in one day. I don't even know when I'm going to get out of jail, and I can't contact them about it because there's no one to talk to. The case is closed. Not a great business model. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you fucked up. The end. <laughs> <laughs> what do you what what like? We so, can't even talk about this. Yeah, like, it's, <laughs> I love like when they send me something. Do you want to appeal the decision? And then you try to click appeal, it doesn't work. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? It should just basically say, fuck you. Yeah. So how'd y'all come up with the name? Uh, the Tennessee root, TN Roots. We're both from Tennessee. And primarily providing good cannabis products here locally, supporting other local people as much as we can, because instead of going outside of Tennessee trying to bring dollars and, and revenue in and focusing on quality products for people that are here that we can actually meet and see. Especially in the beginning, uh, there was no one growing hemp in West Tennessee or in Memphis at all. So it we had to be a more broad audience because – we had to get all of the our products from East and Middle Tennessee at first, and then we started making them ourselves. So, is Tennessee? <clears throat> excuse me. Is Tennessee a good environment to grow, or do you have to do it like in house, like a grow house or whatever? It's have better you? indoor. It's not great because of the humidity. East oh, okay. Tennessee's better with the mountains. because it's not as hot. Mm. Humidity and- gets you root rot and bud rot, and um, you gotta you gotta aerate your soil. There's things to do, but people weren't prepared for it, and they didn't want to pay anybody for consultations. And the people they did pay didn't know anything about Tennessee. They came from out of state and mm-hmm. told them what to do from out of state. <laughs> and How does that work? So, yeah. So where would be the best place in the country to grow? Like out west? Yeah, the Emerald Triangle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> where it all came from, where yeah. it all started. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, because that's, that's closest to, like, the Hindu Kush Mountains atmosphere as far as I know. It's closest to where Cush and all, you know, the Cush Mountains. It's more similar. Okay. Well, and it also has a lot to do with, I mean. It's like on the same longitude line or something. It's a learning curve Mm -hmm. almost because like with a baker, a a good bread baker can make bread for years and years and years. But if they have to train someone to make that bread, there are so many things that you have to look for. Mm-hmm. It's more about experience and the things that you learn over time. And the growers in California, they've been doing it for so long. Yeah. The, the thing with cannabis also, though, is there's smart people out here who are just now getting the hold of it, but they've been breeding strains to be more resilient out here oh really? so i mean over the past eight years they've been working towards having st- strains that'll grow better out here okay so my guess is in the future they'll take these high cbg high cbd strands and then cross them with the high thc ones from california and burner and all that and cookies and and then they'll try to produce like a super strand that's resilient out here but also has like high cbg and high thc so I'm really excited about the genetic side of cannabis. But that's the weed nerd in me. <laughs> <laughs> the science behind this is all amazing. Like just listening to y'all talk about this, like it's 
Fucking... We try not to overwhelm people. We haven't even talked about terpenes yet. What? Yeah, terpenes are a whole nother thing. Oh, yeah, let's go. What is the start? <laughs> you know what? Sativa and indica? Yeah. So it's predominantly determined by terpenes. Limonene, pinene, um, you know, what? every plant has terpenes. So lemons have a whole lot of limonene. That's what you smell it when you smell oh, lemon. Okay. That oil is limonene. So you can order uh, cannabis being very stinky, has a lot of terpenes. Um, each terpene has different benefits. So just like kind of like essential oils, essential oils have different benefits. Okay. Each terpene has its own benefit. The and essential oils are based on terpenes. When combined mm-hmm. in different uh, levels, it, it produces either energy or calm or happy. I mean, if you go to trueterpenes.com, you can check out all the blends. Um, they have mood terpenes. They have like, there's, it's really awesome. Terpenes. Say it with me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so fucking dumb right now. I mean, you know, like. No, this shouldn't be your first road. I know, but like, I'm it's just, just like, plants, dude. It's like, just wow. plants. It's I mean, just plants. all of it is plants. We've been using plants for thousands and Millions. thousands of years. Yeah. I mean, like, there are reports that cannabosum, which is one of the ingredients in the holy anointing oil, was actually cannabis. I could totally see Jesus, Jesus healing people be, yeah. with cannabis oil. It makes sense because mm. it actually is possible. Maybe uh, not like right or right away, but it's yeah. possible. I mean, I'm a Christian Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> it happened right away. <laughs> so do y'all have any more products coming out? Man. How many products do y'all have? I don't Ugh. know. I could, just, I, could, I could send you a wholesale sheet. Yeah, right? You got and they're one, probably two, still like not 50? even on there. Wow. Probably more than that. So these are these are not only, we've got a vegetable oil, olive oil, butter, honey, syrup. So the zizzer is cool to pour in your Sprite and stuff, but it also tastes really good like on, on ice cream or pancakes. You know, it's like a flavored syrup. Um. Last one is, am I forgetting? Peanut butter. Oh, y'all got peanut butter too? We yeah, we're doing a THC infused peanut do. butter on the next cooking series. Like, that's how we're trying to launch all of the new products, focusing on four for each eight series season of the cooking episodes. So, the p- episodes of the cook show release one more day. Today at 420. Sunday, so, Sunday is at 420. 420. Yep. Yes. So I had so t- today we're going to release Ashton Riker. Um, first episode is Chinese Connection to OMC. Second episode nine hundred one ENT. Third episode is going to be Ashton Riker. The order from here isn't, isn't set yet, but I got Jazzy from Memphis. I got B Stang B. Um, I got Tamika from Butterific. Who else? I also have Monte Carlo, a very talented producer. Um, he also works for the Grizzlies. You'll see him at halftime. Clam and assembles together. Um, Chris. And Chris, our employee who also runs, is a, helps run the Mid-South Jeep Club. Mm-hmm. A Jeeple. She's a Jeeple. <laughs> Do you have a Jeep? No. I'm, a, I'm honorary. <laughs> I like box Chevys better than Jeeps. Box Chevy, yeah, those are nice. Yeah, <laughs> so, man. so I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to watching your show. I I, I like that one. I watched. Um, Thank you. Yeah, it was cool, it's, man. It's weird seeing yourself on camera, and I'm like, I sound stupid. 
like you pick yourself apart and you see all of the things that you want to do and improvements that you want to make. And I mean, honestly, doing all of those eight episodes in one day and everything was infused. So by the time that it, I, I mean, there were some, some really funny stories. I mean, the camera crew was <laughs> feeling quite nice and let, um, Tamika left with the microphone on. She had to bring it back. <laughs> but she got lost, lost on, the, on way the way back to the kitchen to Damn. bring the microphone back. And we couldn't tape anymore until so she came back. Right. And then um, B, Marcus, he had. B went bit. home and got paranoid. And when he was hiding in his bushes with, with, his, <laughs> with the AK because he thought people was trying to get him. Oh man! Yeah, it so was, don't eat too much. It was definitely an experience, and then I mean, like the more that we ate, and the more the longer we were there, it was like, oh yeah, this is what we're doing. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna have Jimmy. I think hopefully not set in stone, but we're gonna have Rick, Jimmy, Jimmy Sushi, Sushi oh, Jimmy, wow. Sushi Jimmy, Sushi Jimmy. Yeah. Um, um, maybe, I, maybe a couple other chefs. So that they can, you know, teach me how to cook because I don't know how to cook. I just know how to get people high. Man, you should get uh, Michael Patrick to come do it. Okay. Well, what's it? that? That's the Rizzo. That's his name. Rizzo's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rizzo's. Yeah, I, I seen know him. Rizzo's. Dude, he he would love it because he's coming on the uh, he's coming on here and that really yeah. mention it to him. Yeah, I'll hit him up and on that'd Facebook. be very cool. Like he would come okay. and do that because you know that'd be legit. I'm down. Yeah. And then uh, we're gonna have, of course, more artists. Uh, OG Sleepy Loco wants to come on. Um, Got a lot of people uh, hitting me up. Leon with the Stoner Firm. Um, we got a lot, a lot of friends who are artists, and we try to support them, and they support us, and it's all love. It's all mutual. Um, you know, it. it well, I love it. I, like I said, I love my job. <laughs> I mean it. Man, you guys going to have to hire more people soon. Everything's going to start exploding for y'all. Yeah, well, good people are hard to find, and good potheads are even harder to find. <laughs> <laughs> That's just all there is to it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you really want somebody that's stoned off their ass doing complex what calculations? What she's saying is, come with the tolerance and don't come at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you have to medicate, it's okay. You can not smoke weed. We don't have any people who don't smoke weed yet employed for us. Ooh, that would be good. That'd be interesting. Little, like, guinea pigs. Go work for them, Raul. Huh? You don't smoke. I know. Oh, we ain't got Budweiser money. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so dope, though, to have, like, a Bud beer. Like, infused, like a beer infused yeah. or something? Yeah, if there are any local, you know, so they did, craft breweries. Um, they did hemtails. I don't know if you know what hemtails are. So they made a hemp beer thing. Those, yeah. Like Miller. I was distributing for Miller when I worked there. And it just didn't do anything. No. Like, and hemp's not going to. Like you're going to need the THC. Yeah. And, and, and at, for international or uh, across federal. state lines, mm-hmm. you could only distribute based on the laws of that specific state. Also, in most states, in. you can't mix alcohol and THC. Legally, they're not going to let you. Can you do it in Tennessee? Right now, right now, can. yes. Maybe we, I could send a message to. Um, what was the thing they did at the Grind City when they're like mm-hmm. at four twenty fest? They did something with yeah, the beer. Yeah, Tonsaho. Yeah, but yeah. I think they just went. Did they actually brew a specific batch of I th- it? I thought they did. Maybe they didn't. Probably but that'd be pretty did. cool. Hopper would probably be down to get a beer of his infused, you know, with y'all's product. Yeah. 
I mean, we'd love to do some like space age hemping. It's mm. a good name. I like that. It's already taken. Not, <laughs> not hemping. Oh, that's right. That's the eight ball MJG beer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I Space remember that. Age, yes. But I mean, like, we could come up with so much stuff. We just sit around, like, <laughs> thinking stuff up, names, and trying to come out with, like, branding and trademarking everything and having, um, I mean, like, lit bits. Um, what was one of the other ones we've done recently? We want to have our own. Um, product names to where it's unique from anyone else. Mm. And we're working on a lot of um, custom formulations to where, I mean, anybody can make a Rice Krispie Treat. Anybody can make Fruity Pebbles. I mean, any of those things. But like with our our dessert base, if we're making that in-house, then there's no way that anybody could ever duplicate mm-hmm. it because that Only y'all know the recipe. Yep. Yep. And zizzert, zipping on some zizzert. That. There you go. Yep. Did y'all ever drink uh, that? Remember the one that came out a couple of years ago, like 10 years ago? It was It's called Drank. It was it's Purple still Can. Out. Is it's it still, still out? out? Yeah, you can get it. You can get it in smoke shops. I just, I drink it sometimes. I like it. I like the taste of it. It's Drank, slow your roll. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. And that's actually, that is part of where the idea where this came from because originally I was going to use THC and the mel- melatonin and the L-theanine and all that other stuff, but it's really unnecessary because THC does treat. So how much would you drink of that to go to sleep? A normal person? Yeah. A milliliter? No, yeah, one milliliter. So okay. like, a, like, a, like, a, like a syringe? Oh, okay. Like a fifth. Literally a, a milliliter. One milliliter. Yeah. Just like, it's like medicine. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So it's concentrated. So we have a lot of people who suffer from insomnia, ah. and it's a sleeping. A lady told thing. us she had unicorn sleep. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Dude, that that's so fucking great, man. Tony, drink some of it. Drink some of it. Drink some. I can't go to sleep right now. This is for you guys. You yeah, can you can drink put, it later. You can oh, yeah, I'll try it. definitely try it later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. get, get a little fucked up. Because I usually take melatonin. To like at keep night. myself uh, mm-hmm. sleep at night. I'll definitely Do you get weird this. dreams from that? Mm-mm. I remember they gave me Lunesta a long time ago, and that's when I had really bad. I couldn't sleep for shit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like they gave it to me, and I would have like the weirdest dreams. Like when I woke up, sometimes I was like, "Did I even sleep?" You know, like you don't know. And like they say, "Don't drive a car." No, I was right. like, "How the fuck am I supposed to get to work?" Like you know, like so I just stopped taking it. Let me ask y'all a question. Have you do y'all have this problem sometimes when you smoke, like you've got like restless leg? Does that ever happen to you? When I smoke? Yeah. No. I've had that not all the time, but sometimes when I would, like my, my leg would like shake. I don't know why, but I've heard other people have that problem too. Maybe it's just something in me. First time I've know. ever heard it. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I mean like there is Maybe it was what I was because it was like those bullshit pens. Maybe it was something in the pen. <laughs> Metals that was killing you. Yeah, you were, was like, your nerves were dying. Yeah, it wasn't from real like weed. It was from the no, pen. That, yeah. that was a bad pen, bro. Uh, yeah, okay. I mean, a lot of people have cut it with MCT or VG because I googled it and then somebody else said like, "Yeah, it's happened to me," and I was like, "Okay," but 
Yeah, like I said. And then there's another, my buddy. No pens anymore, okay, man. I haven't done it forever. Anytime I was with my friend, he would like, give me your pen. And he would feel like he like he was smoking crack, man. I don't know what, I'm not going to say his name, but I don't know what he had in his pen, but it was some weird shit, man. Yeah. Oh, I know you're talking about. Got to be careful. Yeah, you have to be real careful. I mean, most of the time, most of the, the products that are on the market, the black market, all it is is packaging. Mm. I mean, you can purchase anything from DHgate or, you know, Amazon and put it in. You can put whatever you want in it. Yeah. And nobody would ever know. And then they sell it. Like, if you have cookies, if you have anything that is cookies branded, mm-hmm. Ultimately, unless you get it from a dispensary and you're paying $70 for an eighth, it is not really cookies. Mm. All it is is a bag. Yeah. And anybody can put it in there. So it's kind of like um, I'm really big into NFTs. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like there's a lot of people that see there's like a market for it. So they're just bullshit. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like that's what that. No, I'm good. They. um, No, thank you. They just want to like take advantage of people. Yeah. And so like they see it, oh, oh, this is a hot thing right now. So let's, you know, push this out, even though it's bullshit. Yeah. And I mean, like for and us, that's not good for y'all either, because like sometimes people are going to like, you know, have that mentality like, oh, this is not real. But it's like that's there's a couple of bad eggs. Not everybody's like that. Well, everybody wants to get into the cannabis business because they think that it's like the next big thing and they're going to make so much money off of it. And yeah, like I wish that we had manufacturing equipment. I wish that we had these big, huge machines where we could just operate them. And I wish that I would never have to fill another gummy thing ever again. Yeah. Like, but we're still hand pouring everything. We're still cutting everything by hand. We're still doing it all. We do scoops for, we do all of the brownies by weight. Like we measure every single one to make sure. Thousands and thousands of products. And it's because any other, when you're producing in large batches, you can't, have as much control over the consistency and the quality. You can, but it's expensive. Yeah. So like going to a co-packer right now would be like way too expensive, right? Right. Like the machines and stuff, we need mm-hmm. to go to like a the next level, quote unquote, would be like hundreds of thousands for everything we need. Oh, wow. And then I still yeah. don't even know if it would <laughs> if it would yield the same quality right. in the final product when it comes to consistency. Because oil and water don't mix. Whoever wants to help us scale our business up. <laughs> even with emulsifiers and stuff like that. Mm. Like you cannot prevent that from happening. It's a chemical separation. You can prevent it for a while, but I mean, unless you're putting in all these additives and preservatives and there's no way that you can really prevent it from happening. Mm. So when you're dealing with different substances at different temperatures that have different chemical properties, making sure that you're overseeing all of these things is not something that a machine is going to be able to do. Or if there is one, it's probably not one we can afford. So (laughs) we have zero investors. It's and y'all are doing all this with just yeah. y'all self? Wow. It's impressive. Yeah. I mean, we've built it we have from help, the ground up. But 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. But as far as, like, people who come in and say, okay, this is how you need to thanks. <laughs> run your business and your company. No, there's, that's us. Like, okay, well, we need to do this. Should we really? We're not. We're, we're open. Everyone comes in, oh, we'd love to be a part of this, this, and this. But people just want to give you money and then come back and be like, here, where's my money? Oh, yeah. Like, so let me get or tell this you much what percentage of your company. Like, that's easy. Right. Yeah, that's you know, easy. yeah, they don't want to put the work in. Yeah. The they just right. want. Well, a real partner. Yeah. <laughs> if somebody wants to be a, a real business partner, we're open. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, you know, I would find it hard to give up some of my equity, you know, like, and just to get money from somebody right. and not get anything else. You know, that I don't know if I would want to do that. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, when you're cutting them a check of the equity you lost every, what, quarter or whatever it would be, you know, you're like, fuck, man, like. Right. Should have just worked Was it harder. really worth it? <laughs> right. Getting this partner? Well, and also, I mean, there are a lot of people with a lot of money that, you know, they have a very good business sense. But that doesn't mean that their business sense is going to apply to what we need to do and whatever specific issue there is. It doesn't translate to cannabis. Yeah, it just doesn't. And, I mean, it's when you have investors, you have someone telling you how to run your business. And we are open to getting that advice. But at the same time, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to bring anything to the table other than some money. So how many states have it completely legal? Uh, Medical or you mean recreational? Yeah. I think there are 38 38 altogether that have some form of... Either medical or recreational. Yes. Okay. I, I think mean, it's like 13 that have recreational right now. Oh, okay. So it's there are more medical. There. It's over half has legalized it, basically, yeah. which is crazy. <laughs> so how long do you think, yeah. realistically, before it's federally legal? However long it takes them to get the money in the pockets of the people who will finally do it. Mm. And have a plan to... Continue to fund them. That's mm. not going to bankrupt the pharmaceutical companies or the timber companies or, or anybody else that, that hemp can, can up end. <laughs> Do you think it's going to be one of those things where somebody like Anheuser Busch or whatever will come in well, and try I mean, to take right now GW pharmaceuticals holds the patent oh, for really? cannabis. Wow. I mean, a pharmaceutical company has a patent for a plant. That's so how did fun, they, what, how did they get that? Like they have money. Well, yeah, <laughs> they know what to do. Yeah, they, they know how it. to do it. <laughs> Damn, that's so crazy. I mean, like there are so many things. Like here in Tennessee, ultimately, uh, campaign donations of three hundred thousand dollars need to be collected before Tennessee will legalize it. Well, I mean, so yeah, that there's one pack in Tennessee, and they need money to quote unquote legally bribe politicians mm-hmm. to say hey we support you enough please let us n- not be criminals please vote this in our favor yeah and we're gonna make a donation to your campaign of ten thousand dollars and it sounds bad when you say it like this but this is really what it is i'm not gonna i mean like it's yeah, not. no you're yeah. right like, I mean, because, yeah. 
Um, Tennessee has one of the largest prison systems privatized right in Nashville. Those are the people that are lining the pockets of and contributing to the campaigns of the people who would ultimately Lose also money. yeah because it's all about money yeah because yeah. uh, prisons are basically uh, um, modern slave farms yeah because like they'll like out. like you gotta think like they got their commissaries they have the clothes that they perform or provide the they mattresses and all fifteen yeah, cents yeah. a day and they already get a certain amount of money for each person From who the government. is yeah. in jail. And if all of those people were released hmm. because they are serving time for cannabis, then that is going to be a huge deficit for that specific system. Wow. Well, it's That's like, so you know, they up. have people in jail still for like weed charges, even though it's fully legal in some of those states you were talking about. Well, in Mississippi, I guess it's not federal, though, so that's why they would still be there. Yeah. Well, you know how, how they've like legalized it in the state, you know, like mm-hmm. they're, they're still sitting there. Why can't I get out? It's legal now. Like why can't, and then they, they just nail it some in the head. Some states are trying to do that. Like, do, I mean, I all the Denver bullshit weed, weed charges people have, you know, like they can't, like some people have a felony weed charge, you know, they can't get like a, you know, a better job because of that. Imagine if they could get that expunged eventually. How much lives would be part of what we want to do? So with the Bud and Breakfast, we want to have a program where we can hire and have. We want to do a nonprofit, integrate, reintegrate these people, and give them a job, and give them a chance, and teach them the business, and give them a chance at some equity. Like how to get into the legal. We don't have any money, but we can teach people. Yeah. So if you have served time for a cannabis crime and you have been released then you can ultimately come and take classes and we will help get you into the legal industry on how to do things. I mean, but there's a lady right now in Mississippi. Mississippi is a legal state now. She's serving a life sentence for weed. Mm. It it, it fell under the three strikes and you're out, but the time between each one of her crimes – Basically, she made some mistakes, started smoking weed, didn't get in trouble for like 10 years, and then got caught in Mississippi with a couple of ounces and is serving a life sentence. Jesus. For some plants. Yeah. Yeah, like that, my roommate I was talking about that with the uh, mesothelioma, he was growing mushrooms at the house. This kid that lived across the street, uh, his dad was trying to fuck the girl or something. My roommate's dad was. And... Anyway, so that's how he became friends with these people. And uh, so the guy, Josh was giving the guy mushrooms, and the guy said, well, you sell them to me. And he's like, no, I'm not going to sell them to you, but I'll teach you how to grow them. So he taught the kid how to grow them. So the kid started selling them. He sold them to an undercover cop. Mm. He said that Josh was sell- his supplier. Mm. So they came and raided our house. And uh, so he ended up getting a felony for fucking mushrooms. And it's just mm-hmm. ridiculous, man. It's just so it's so ignorant. Like you said, it's a plant that's something that naturally grows. And you're going to try to put somebody in jail for the rest of their life for what? So I don't keep things at your house. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, he was just grow- growing them just, uh, you know, for himself. And decides to share them with somebody and somebody tried to fuck them over. No good deed. Yeah. It's sad, man. But that's just ridiculous, though. Like you said, it's it's not like you know, beer or something like that where it's produced. It's something you can actually go pick up. Yeah, it's natural. It's coming from the earth. It was Have you seen Fantastic Fungi Mm -mm. on Netflix? No. Uh, My buddy Jason Bigger uh, told me I need to watch that. Y'all definitely watch it. They're alive. 
obviously, but like, no, they're, they're intelligent species. They're probably aliens because spores can survive in space. So the theory is they go to different planets mm-hmm. and then they, they help intelligize people. I made that mm-hmm. word up. Intelligize. <laughs> well, think about it. You eat mushrooms. You heard the stoned ape theory. Uh-oh, you know, that? during evolution, our ancestors ate mushrooms, had mm-hmm. realizations, epiphanies, learned sympathy and empathy, okay. and that's how we evolved. Mm. So mushrooms could be the evolutionary evolutionary catalyst necessary for all life in every planet if they can survive in space. Because what else can survive in space? Yeah. Spores. Yeah. Crazy. Wow. They have underground. The mycelium is like underground, and all, everything is connected. Yeah, they let trees talk to each other. Yeah, uh, you, you all have seen the movie Avatar mm-hmm. on no, Pandora. I I I, I've seen it. You know um, how the trees talk to each other. Yeah, yeah. that's the basically what's based on underground. Oh wow! Yeah, it's mushrooms. based on mushrooms. That's why you got the idea from to put that in the movie, then probably yes, right probably. because. He was tripping. Look up, yeah. look up, look up Paul, Paul Stamets. Paul Stamets is like the father of mushrooms. Um, he had a severe stutter. You got to watch this documentary. Fantastic fun guy. He climbed a tree one night in the middle of a thunderstorm. It's on mushrooms. Scared out of his mind. Only thing, Ate like a quarter. Only thing he could yeah, too much. The only thing he could say to himself was, just talk right, just talk right. Because he had a stutter in his whole life. He was made fun of for it. Well, he came down from the tree without a stutter. After eating the mushrooms? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he went to speech therapy his entire life. Wow. He was in, in speech programs. and the fuck are you pointing at, man? <laughs> Might help you out, man. Learn how to talk. Mush mouth. <laughs> True. <laughs> I have the same problem. I'm like, I go, so when I get excited talking about something on the air, I'm like, yeah. he's like, what the fuck did you just say? Everyone, everyone's like, what? what did, he's like, I didn't get it either, guys. And I speak Raul. At least you're not a rapper. <laughs> yeah. I'm a oh, rapper. No, maybe you should it. be. I bet you make a lot of money. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm definitely trying mushrooms because the one guy we had on the podcast, he's a personal trainer. And he's like, he hit me up. I sent him a picture. He asked for a picture and stuff. I sent him a picture the other day and like, He's like, you ever try your mushrooms yet? Because you need to do that. And I'm like, oh, no, not yet. Y'all trying to kill me out here and shit. He's like, no, my friend, quite the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like trying to enlighten you. Yeah. No, 100%. And I mean, like, there's lion's mane. There are so many different ones. Um, What's the best mushroom? Like, the I, I psilocybin. But that, that's the name, whoa, that, that, no, fa- that's the name <laughs> of it? That's the best mushroom. Uh, peanut, penis envy. <laughs> That's the name of it? Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Yo, man, they, we'll get some of that penis in me, dog. They grow so knows. big. Like, oh, anybody really? who yeah. knows anything about mushrooms knows penis envy are strong. Oh. So what, what mushroom would you recommend me trying? I've never done them. Well, most, I don't want to die. You... You've done most, cocaine, man. I think you're going to be okay. Most of the times you, you try drugs, you don't really get to choose. Okay, so, like, the thing was weed back in the day when you bought weed. You couldn't choose your strand or strain. No, right. You just These days, you kind of have a choice and whatnot. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's becoming the same way with mushrooms, finally. Because back in the day, you just get mushrooms. Yeah. Now, they actually have the strands and stuff. Like, you can get the name. Oh, okay. So, probably whatever you can get. But I would do the penis envy. I don't want to die. You just say it's the strongest one ever. You're no, not going to die from it, man. Well, then die. you just you, take less. Like, yeah, you, yeah, right, you yeah. would only take, like, yeah. a gram. Do you get fucked up when you drink beer? Yeah. Or drink alcohol? 
you're not worried about dying from that, which that can actually kill you. Boom. Well, mushrooms could probably kill you too. So I'm not throwing. I don't think they could. Oh yeah, yeah, they can. (laughs) Red cat. You don't use the mushrooms. I've done them before. Have you ever done a podcast no. on mushrooms? You've done like I two think, mushrooms. No, I've, done, I've done them set. I've done other stuff. I've done. We went uh, to this party in the middle of the pandemic last year in Nashville. Or <laughs> 2020, right? <laughs> and these guys are eating mushrooms before we go to the party. I'm like, what are y'all doing? Like, we're fixing to go to this party. They're like, I know. We're getting ready to go to the party. I was like, no. I thought you're supposed to like chill and do that shit. He's like, Stop being a bitch, man. You either want something or you don't. I'm like, I'm good. And then he's doing coke. <laughs> I'm doing coke at the, the party. party. <laughs> it depends on the type of experience that you're wanting. Like, if you're wanting a spiritual experience, honestly, you Forest. need to go eat like a eighth, three point five grams, three to four grams. He needs a like a brain reset. Yeah, three to four grams in the woods. Maybe saw it off too his first time. I had a spiritual experience in Sardis. So how I went long does to it a last? place I've never been. I, Up to 12 hours. Depends on how much you take. The mushrooms were talking eight, to well, us. Well, probably eight hours. Wow. I think acid We met hours. Absalom from Alice in Wonderland last weekend. There's a mushroom, a mushroom called Amanita muscaria. It's a red cap. It's, is that it's the one they say is about Christmas? Santa Claus. Yeah. yeah. It's because okay. of the red and the white. And the reindeer eat them. Yeah. So we, I picked one up because I was super excited to find it. And... Uh, I, there was a hole in it. I turned it over, and there was a beautiful caterpillar, same color. You ever seen Alice in Wonderland? Yeah, yeah. it looked just like that caterpillar. Absalom, mm. that's his name. Holy shit! <laughs> I mean, like that's the kind of shit that okay, happens when you we take went mushrooms. into the forest and we found this mushrooms. Where'd you find them? I mean, where'd you find that? It's like Walgardus. And and oh wow! Like we we found a trail, and we stood in a cornfield for a couple of hours and saw deer and turkey and. I went to places I've never like. Hey Tony, take me I, to Sardis. When do we get these mushrooms? <laughs> like, our I buddy last here. night told you can get you some mushrooms, man. Yeah, and our friend that gave them to me can get you. I think I have some here actually. I bet no, I, I want to go in. The, I want to go in the woods and like we go out walking in the forest and stuff all the time here. Yeah, and we will find a mushroom every once in a while. Last weekend, we found like hundreds. Uh, they were talking to us seriously, like orange ones. I don't even know. Like what the color. one, you, like y'all can you can eat these? I don't know. Some we weren't. We didn't. <laughs> we were on shrooms. We, we weren't eating than anymore. To try to make that decision. <laughs> <laughs> There's some things you just know not to do on shrooms, we're and that's make gonna, important decisions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I carried one around with me for a moment, and then I got a hair out of my mouth, and she it, thought she was gonna die. No, my mouth just went numb. And then that's when I went to the spiritual experience in the cornfield, and he has it on tape. But I think that my experiences have been, since I've done them the first time, like I said, I did it, and then the other times I've done it, it's just like more of like a body high. Was it maybe because it wasn't as, as no, potent? No, I, I didn't something? do as much. Oh, oh okay. Right. You know. So, I mean, both of those... As far as a daily mood enhancer, stabilizer. Point yeah. one. It, yes. I mean. Point it, one. Like, tiny bit. In yeah. a castle. Is that microdosing? Yes. Like when you just, you just put in like a coffee or something, you just drink it or whatever. Uh, yeah. Oh, what, what was it that, <clears throat> excuse me, Ben was saying that um, you used a lemon juice and like. Mm. 
He said something because he said he's had like a totally different experience when I've he did it with that. the lemon juice. It's supposed to make it stronger, or and it's shit. like quicker too. It hits you quicker. You I think I tried squirted on the mushrooms? The yeah, citric like, acid. Yeah, maybe? he said for like twenty minutes or something. It's like that's a sweet spot or something. I have to go back and listen to his podcast because he talked about if it. If you want to learn the truth, do some DMT. I've done that. That's some cool shit. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, that's cool. Like the yeah, fir- I mean, well, the first time I I'm did, not doing that. <laughs> the first time I did it, it done coke, you'd be all right. Hit the back of my throat, and I thought it was. Don't be like him, man. Don't be like him. <laughs> well, it's true though. That's a that's an ignorant argument to have. <coughs> I haven't done coke in a while. Your I mean, brain produces your DMT. That's your brain produces DMT twice doing. in your life when you're born and when you die. Yeah. Wow. It's called the spiritual molecule. It's cool. That's cooler. Like when I did it, I don't. Did you feel the same way? Like, did you feel the vibration going up your hands and like the the music? It did. I don't. Were you listening to I, I music when you did it? I didn't do enough, and I smoked just a little bit on weed. But like everything was three D. You know that yeah. blue and red, like kaleidoscope type shit. Yeah, yeah. I kind of felt the same thing too when I did uh, ayahuasca. I haven't tried that yet. It's cool, man. Like I, I had a cactus one time. I had a peyote cactus. Oh, I bought it online. They shipped it to me. What? <laughs> I swear to God. I was, this is was that in that site you were talking about? No. no oh, okay. This is in 2008. They just sell packaging there. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, 2000. A cactus. I mean, peyote, all of this stuff. Like, I mean, this is it's all from Earth. Yeah, this yeah. is easy stuff you can do, man. Like I said, DMT is like, what, 15 minutes, if that, 5 to 15 right, minutes. Right, and it's super quick. That's yeah. the cool part about it. And it, and you can actually, where the, they found it off the toad. So there's a toad, you, you squirt the venom out of it on, like, your windshield, you let it dry, and then you can smoke it. Seriously. Now, have you, would you ever do, though, was it, how do you say it, bufa, bufa? There's another version of DMT. Like the main, the synthetic kind? No, no. I think it's uh, it's from the toad or whatever, because okay. Mike Tyson's always talking about it. The toad, yeah. And that, like, it's basically like a death experience, because I didn't have that in the one I did. Mine was well, more just a die. visual journey. You literally think you're going to die, and basically, once you let go, and it's like, ah, fuck it, I'm dead. Yeah. Then, apparently, that's when you can be reborn. Yeah. You might need that one. No, I'm good. I'm going to stick with Bush Light, Truly, Seltzer, and uh, Cocaine. Thanks. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to keep it simple. I'm not trying to have a body release or... No penis envy for you? Well, you know what? I will try that, I think. <laughs> I will. I will. No, I think you should do it for real, man. Which one? Mushrooms. Just start with that. That's something simple. Oh, that's what, yeah, that's what you were talking about, though. Yeah. Do, like, if you want to have a real good experience, do an eighth. If you're not ready for that, just do a couple of grams. And then you can even like function. At eighth is what? 3.4 grams? 3.5. 3.5. Because I think the thing that's cool about like mushrooms and stuff like that, as long as your your eyes are open, you're not going to be tripping. At least in my experiences. Like as soon as I, my whole thing, whenever time I do it, it's like I see art. Okay. Well, I ate like either four or five grams. I'm not really sure. No, that I might didn't be have a, a scale. It can be yeah, overwhelming. Yeah, that might be um, It was, it was a lot. For me, yeah. and I saw the sky full of kaleidoscopes and rainbows, and I was in and out. Like I wasn't. I don't know where I went. Yeah, I did acid once when I was like we were like nineteen at uh, music fest, and um, <laughs> That's you're supposed to do acid. <laughs> so my friends were like, "Raul, here, here's yours. Open your open your mouth." And they put on my tongue. You know, I was like, "All right, cool." And they're like, what now? They're like, just let it dissolve, and it will. You know, we'll we'll check. We keep on checking on you because that was my first time doing it. And they were that they were like, 
where the fuck did Raul go? <laughs> and I ended up being at the Exxon on Poplar and Highland. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's our hemp store like right across the street. Do, don't ask me how I got there. But one of my buddies saw me walking. He's like, dude, what are you doing? I was like, what's up? I'm meeting John and them. He's like, bro, they're all at Music Fest. And I think they're looking for you. And this is when you were like 350 pounds. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they were like, they were like, he was like, get in the car. I'm going to take you to the hotel you all staying at. I was like, okay. And I mean, they were, they were looking for me everywhere, they said. They were just afraid to ask the cops, like, you know, for help, too, because they, they, they're all fucked up also, you know? Like, I'll never forget that. I was like, okay, let's get in the car. Let's go. I did acid at Music Fest one time, and then this gypsy lady put a Xanax bar in our mouth, and we just took that, too. And after that, um, I got lost at Music Fest, and I was borrowing people's phones. I kept borrowing people's phones, and I couldn't remember numbers, and I couldn't remember numbers. Yeah. And I finally found these people, and I was like, hey— this sucks, but like I'm real fucked up, and I need your help. And I know you don't know me, but I'm a good person, and I just, I just, can I please, can you help me? <laughs> and they said, "Well, lucky for you, that's why we're here tonight. We're here to help people." And they were like this Christian group. <laughs> no, on God. And I was like, "No, for real." And I'm like, "I gotta call my grandmother. I gotta call my grandmother." Like, I got to go, I got to go, like, I got to go to her house and, like, you know, I'm good. I'm, like, I just need to get the fuck out of here. I need, I need some help. Like, help me, please. Yeah. Because my phone's dead and the world is not right. <laughs> but uh, these these nice people, they were there, like, that was their purpose that night was to help people. And they helped me home. They gave me a ride home and everything. Wow. I mean, they could have been, they could have robbed me, you know, take me to South Memphis and throw me in the river or whatever, but they didn't. Yeah. They, they, there's good people out there. So I've had some acid experiences and shroom experiences at a music fest, at least 10. Wow. <laughs> You've done a lot in your young age. When you say it out loud, it sounds like it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm 32. Oh. So when are you going to report back? Of oh, the mushrooms? Yeah. I'm going to hit up my friend, get them this week, and then probably do them on the weekend. Probably, or you are. I will. Uh oh. I'll I'll send you a message when I do it. Like, hey, buddy, what's up? <laughs> I need help. 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 <laughs> like, what do you? What is the the apprehension on the mushrooms? Yeah, I don't know. I just haven't done it. I mean, if you've done acid, you'll be fine. Well, I was eighteen. And I'm forty two now. You know, <laughs> that's a long time ago. Well, I mean, if you want to go to the park, I'll be your shaman guide. Yeah, let's go hang out at Shelby Forest, Shelby Farms, lots of bug spray. <laughs> Shut up. So you said <laughs> three grams. Yeah, three, three point five, an eighth. You can do it with me. Sure. Get a quarter. I'll bet you to eighth. Yeah. You can do more though, because you used to it. You've done it before. No. No, I shouldn't do more now. No. So when people have like these long, uh, like trip, like trips and stuff, like they ate way too much. Is that what how they that happens? No, it's just the process. I mean, like you're basically poisoning your body. So however long it takes, takes your body. Now I don't want to do it. 
Oh, well, let's give, let's give and, you some coke. You know, we'll just some coke instead. <laughs> well, that's even worse. I mean, you're killing all your serotonin and your dopamine in your brain when you do coke. Yeah. So, I mean, you still you're have so to smart. recover. No, no. You know everything. I'm a high school dropout. Okay. <laughs> Man. I have little more than a ninth grade education. And you're doing all this. Right. <laughs> Kicking ass. I'd math well. Yeah, I'm going to do it for sure. You say a lot of things. We'll see. Hey, like, y'all do need to like have a pool or something like that because with it being hot, you may want to get in the water. Shelby Farms might be too hot this weekend. Pool party. Who's got a pool? John. John who? <laughs> Twitch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Twitch does. John, Ruby Red. Yeah, he's oh, yo. Yeah, I'm doing it. All oh, your parents have a fucking pool. What the fuck are you talking about? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. The pool's not open at my parents' house. I thought you were going to get... What's it called to do it? Um, He's busy, but he's going to do it for me. Lisa's got a pool. Shout out to Glee's Record Service. Yeah. Mm. And I like... Mean, you could do like... A, I don't know. I've never... Swimly? Chris Green has a pool. I mean, you know a lot yeah. of people have fucking pools. You know, John has Swimly on his app, I mean, his phone. Does he? And uh, he got a thing the other day when we were out at the Roberts game. Mm-hmm. A lady wanted to come to his house with 30 people, and she was willing to pay 500 bucks for two hours. So he showed it to me. I was like, damn, it's a lot of money for two hours. He's like, but it's 30 people. I was like, you can't put 30 people in your backyard. Can you fit 30 people back there? He's like, hell no. I could probably put like 15 of that. Like, oh, Strouser has a pool, too. Oh, Yeah. Well, just make sure you have access to a pool. I mean, ultimately, like we had a stream. You can in the turn woods. the you can turn the hot tub off and make it a cool tub. See, there's a lot of options, man. It's you're really just, you're great. so helpful. Thank you so much. <laughs> God, I just know you're making excuses, man. It is great to be outside in the daytime experiencing nature like that's just part of the experience I, and that's what i would want to do but, i would want to do that right but i don't want to be in my room or something or like no, my house but if it's hot then having because this weekend would have been the perfect weekend yep. to do it because it wasn't hot. last weekend like, was even more dude, of a- like last night with zoo rendezvous like you know how you walk around and stuff mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it wasn't hot and it was perfect. Yeah. You weren't like sweaty from being you, outside. You, got, you, you appreciate those moments when you when you get them here because you don't get them I often. mean, we do so it's, many outdoor events. Yeah. Like it's yesterday, crazy. I thought I was going to die at one point at the Overton Square because it was so hot. What do, what do y'all do there? Margarita Festival. Oh, With the flyer. Yeah. yeah. Memphis Flyer, iHeartRadio, um, Cynthia Daniels. Events. Yeah. Vegan Fest is coming up. It's on the 18th. Where's that at? I'm so glad a festival is Pipkin Building. Yes, Pipkin Fairgrounds. Oh, okay. Yeah, Man, that building has been there forever. I remember we used to go to raves in that building. And I used to get a raise at the Coliseum. Yeah, I'm just like, dude, like, what are we going? He's like, this building in front of the Mid-South Coliseum. I'm like, like, I know where that's supposed to be at. And then he's like, oh, yeah, you need to go down this way. And Is that where we went and saw that? A uh, roller derby thing? Yeah, it was at the Pipkin Building. Mm. They used to do wrestling and stuff oh, did they at really? the Coliseum. Yeah. I mean, Liberty Land. I loved Liberty Land. It was awesome. I rode the Zip and Pippin. Well, like, you know, like the thing they're building, Liberty Park? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently, that's going to bring a lot of stuff mm-hmm. to mem- like like sports-wise and like all oh, kinds yeah. of different events. Yep. That's the goal for it. Now, that whether that actually happens, we'll see, right? The whole Tom Lee Park development is exciting for me, especially if they need to... Fuck with Mud Island. They are so apparently 
they like are. the company that is in charge. Yeah, of we it, saw they're in the they're, plans. They're, yeah, they're gonna do something with Mud Island, mm-hmm. but like, what are they gonna do? They're just gonna give it a face. Renovate it. Well, they just redid it not long ago, and the the city didn't maintain it mm-hmm. or promote it, and it went down. So are they going to keep it the same, or are they going to do something completely They're different? They're wanting to do, like, an amusement to up, update it. park oh, really? type thing. So That'd I think that cool. might be, like, one of the areas where they're going to try to launch <coughs> yeah. some of the water They stuff. need to. That amphitheater. Yeah. Like, there needs to be. It, Memphis is heading in the right direction. Oh, I sure, agree. for sure. We'll see, we'll, see yeah. if, we'll see if we can get it done yeah. together as a city. Well, well, look I, at the, I hope we can. Look at the Pinch District. You know, St. Jude is building that. Now they got, like, another a billion dollar in thing coming like the um, edge district is where it's uh, popping. Yeah, yeah have y'all been to edge alley mm-hmm. yeah so i haven't been in there yet our, our our good friend emily they they are part of stop three four five and oh, i saw that that looks so cool on yeah. wednesday nights it's the exactly. happy hour so that was they only for may, did it for may. Oh, okay they were like promoting it because that is a venue that is available for rent and it is amazing i mean the rooftop the best is view. awesome I mean, because uh, you get a view all of downtown, so like all the big buildings, and there's not really a good spot to see the buildings in Memphis, but from right there on that rooftop, you can you see. can see all of the buildings from downtown. Wow, nice. really? And um, you can see any of the firework shows from AutoZone Park. Mm. It's a great view of that without having all of those people. Like, yep. we're, yeah. pl- we're planning an event for there for July second. Hopefully, it's going to happen because there's supposed to be fireworks. Do VIP, Rooftop but yeah, party. it's it's really nice. I like it there. Man, you could do mushrooms and watch the fireworks. That'd be pretty awesome. I probably will. <laughs> <laughs> That's the plan. Man, like yeah. like going on mushroom man roll. <laughs> you like Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the red and white mushrooms that. Oh, that is true. Yeah, isn't it? Uh, <coughs> it made him bigger. Remember? Yeah, that's tr- oh my god! Yeah, evolution. <laughs> oh my god! I didn't even <laughs> think about that. <laughs> made him bigger and stronger. For sure. There are like so many subliminal things that that if you look at something from a different perspective, you can actually see like why. Uh, they are the way that they are. Yeah, that's what, like I said, like music and stuff like that generally comes from somebody being on something. Mm-hmm. Like at least it expounds their mind, you know. And even, like you said, about like mushrooms as far as like helping people out with trauma. Um, it's just amazing, you know. Well, and I mean, we, our country has, our world has spent so much money on synthesizing all of, of, these pharmaceutical medicines to cure all of these things. A lot of those medicines are based on the properties of specific organic substances that are found, but they were trying to mass produce them so that they could make more money off of them. And instead of looking right there, also if they're producing it and they have patents, then an average person can't go out and, you know, have what they need. We've moved away from people being self-sufficient and they don't want people to be self-sufficient because if you're self-sufficient, you don't have to spend money with them. Mm. And you don't need them. You don't need them. You need nature. You need to grow your own food. You need to build your own shelter. And we can totally survive without 
the system. Yeah. But the system's in place, so they're not trying to leave. Well, it's like, you know, hundreds of years ago, there wasn't any medicine besides the plants, right? Mm-hmm. That was exactly. the medicine. There and we a, lived. <laughs> yeah, and there wasn't a plant. I mean, there was everything was plant, you know, from plants, and there wasn't a pill for this, there wasn't a pill for that. You well, know? the aliens came in the 40s or whatever, in the 50s, <laughs> and then now they had all these spaceships and they got all this new technology, and we got these little fucking phones in our hands with all the information you could ever even imagine, and we're still just using them for porn. And they're like, well, should we have given them the technology? I don't know. I'm telling you, man, the aliens, they're probably coming back. And they're like, well, you guys suck. They're like, yeah, Dead. fail. Fail. <laughs> the, the head alien guy's like, well, my experiment failed. I'm just going to kill them all. <laughs> well, they say that's the, what an octopus is. It's an alien. They're something else. They're pretty smart. Well, also how they can get into, like, any space. It was a, I saw one on a boat and there was a little hole like this. It's like Stitch. And it just went all the way in there. It got into the water. That's crazy. And they can go That's on they land. They can go on land? Yeah. Yeah, but you need to watch, uh, I think it's called My Octopus Friend. It's on Fighting Netflix. Nemo? <laughs> Fighting Dory? Come on. <laughs> but the guy, he like goes down every single day for like a year and hangs out with this octopus. I've seen that. He got real sad when it died or Yeah, he got fucked up. <laughs> I think was it a shark that he did or something? Like that? <laughs> he did he go a- and kill the shark? <laughs> I bet he did. I was I like, "Fuck this shark!" I'm. He was uh, so yeah. sad when that little thing died. Yeah, uh, it's part of life, though. Oh, it's a circle of life. What do y'all feel about, or how do y'all feel about what they talk about, like decriminalizing everything, and then people doing it in a safe space? Yes and no. Initially, like your shock response is "fuck no, that's stupid." But then you want to look at it and actually study it and see if it works. And they have started doing it in some places, and apparently it is kind of working. So, if it works, yes. If not, then obviously no. I don't yeah, know. I think it, give it a shot. I'm an open minded person. I'm willing to give anything a chance. Mm-hmm. So, if it works, cool. But if not, then obviously we need to back off of that. Yeah. I mean, I'm actually, I'm for it because yeah. I mean, think about anyone who does want. To experiment with any type of drug, mm-hmm. the circumstances, all of the things that you're going to have to go through and the chances that you're going to have to take and the risks that are associated with it. And you could die because, yeah. I mean, the fentanyl, all, all of the stuff mm-hmm. that is, you don't even know what you're taking anymore. Did you know that there's yeah. tent cities behind Sycamore View? I didn't know. know Okay, so I want to make a documentary. There's tent cities behind Sycamore View. uh, Like the funeral uh, home. Funeral home. Holy shit, I drive by the car often. I've never noticed that. You know what I'm talking about right there? Where is that? You you know those gates are always... uh, Sycamore View in summer. Mm -hmm. There's that funeral home. It's gated now. You know where the Perkins the other side of The other side where Purple Diamond is. You know how Sycamore View is? Across the street from Shoney's, kind of. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, There used to be a a restaurant, Willie Moffat's, way back in the day. Yeah, okay. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. So there's gated, but it's always open. You can walk right back there. You jump the little gate, the little uh, brick gate, and you head down the trail. And there is a ton of trash, first of all. Mm -hmm. And then there's tents. There's campsites. Um, but mostly it's just people shooting up fentanyl. Damn, I did not even know that. And that's like right in the middle of the city pretty much. Yeah. Nobody knows it's there. And they just made feder- they just made it illegal. So, like, I'm not trying to blow up the spot. Yeah. But they, I even asked them. I, I found it on off chance. I was exploring. And I wanted to make a documentary about it. Mm-hmm. I was like, if I brought a camera back here, would y'all be, like, offended? Like, yeah. And I was like, well, what do you guys need? And you know what they asked for? Socks, shoes, and water. Wow. 
That's what they asked for. I said, if you guys could need anything, like if I could help you, I could bless you. What could I yeah. bring? Socks, shoes, and water. That's what they asked for. Well, you know, like they say, if you can't keep your feet yeah. clean, oh, yeah. you're going to die. You learned because, that in the military. Yeah, that's what well, I, I watched. Yeah, like I watched that. a movie about yeah. it, and that, that that's what they were talking about that. That's what they told us. Keep your, you got to keep your socks clean. And they even bring that up in Forrest Gump, mm-hmm. Lieutenant Dan. Yep. Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. When they get there, the most important thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, I went out there and I hung out with some people. Um, I actually found a veteran and um, Wayne, a guy, guy, yeah, Wayne. Shout out Wayne. I got him. Um, we we went and got a haircut together, and um, we spent some time together, and we ate, and uh, we actually got to go to to Memphis and May together and barbecue fest. Barbecue. Oh, fest. nice. And he got some. No, we got some food, and we got to hang out. And uh, he's a veteran, and so we clicked. You know, veterans click. And um, we lost each other at Memphis and May, but I got a call on my phone. Um, a couple of days later, and he's like, "Hey, man, it's Wayne. I'm a, uh, I'm getting some help. I'm getting my life together. Like, mm. and just that's awesome. They just need people to know that they're there. They need some love. Um, something from like a haircut, a haircut, and, and some food, some, and, like, food. some some company. Yeah, like this is what life's like. You don't have to be out there doing that shit. He said, "Thank you for making me feel normal again. Like I missed being able." Yeah. To go to places like barbecue that And so he's calling me now. We talk, you know, he's he's going to rehab and like getting his shit together. Yeah. And it was really nice to be like I didn't expect that at all. Um I got the calls like almost in tears. <laughs> it was pretty cool though. That is awesome, man. I saw a video one time of this guy who he was he was crying when he like what you said about feeling normal, like because, like, people called him bomb and all this mm-hmm. other stuff like that. And he's like, I'm a human, you know, at the core. Exactly. But I did not know that, man. That no, was and, there. it's and there's not another just there. community. It's right by Methodist North. You know the woods right there at Covington Pike and Austin mm-hmm. Peak. I have the hospital. seen. I've seen. We that. live over there. Yeah, I've seen yeah. that one. Wow. Yeah, there's an entire community, and that's just two. And there's many. Yeah, and they just made it illegal for them to even be there, basically, which is not. Cool. I mean, I mean they shouldn't they, be arrested for right. Where are they going to go for living? I'm sorry, like yeah. most most of the cops that are going to have to go out there, they're going to be like, oh, okay, we're not going to do no, shit. No, you know, no, because no. right. you know, people sure. are like you know, most cops I know are cool guys. Most cops you, are good people. You know, like you know, they're there to help, and then you always have the one or two that's on the department that's a dickhead or racist or whatever, right? Right. That's, yeah. they're, every that's on every every job or whatever, but like 99 percent of them are. Good people, ninety seven, and they're oh, ninety seven, <laughs> and you know they're not gonna go. They're probably not gonna fuck with them. Like, hey, it's illegal. I'm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not going to go do this. What, right. Are you gonna fire me? You're right down four hundred police officers in Memphis. Good luck. Right. Yeah. Like, what are you, you're not supposed to camp there? You can't sleep on the ground. Yeah. Like, why? I heard that there was they did that. There were some people in Shelby uh, Farms, and they had took down their encampment. Probably. It's Shelby Farms is like Shelby Farms is spotlighted though. It's supposed to, supposed to be one of the biggest attractions in Memphis. You know that it's like the largest um, urban park in the United States. Oh, really? I did not know that. I didn't know that. Either. It's like the largest type of park of its kind in the urban. Damn. Yeah, that's cool, man. It's supposed to be a bigger attraction. Than it is. What yeah. Do they, what did they, they do with the buffalo? Are they still out there? The they're park? they're out yeah, there. They're I've seen there. them. I've yeah. seen them. Yeah. I think they just moved them up a little bit. Yeah, they just don't when they to... redid that, when they redid it all, I mean, it, it looks, looks nice. really, really good now. Like, I, I thought it was going to be more as far as like boating and shit. Like oh that. yeah. Well, yeah. It's just like you got that one pond and you can go in a circle. Yeah. Yeah. And like you know, like you were saying Tommy Park earlier, like Ooh. with the what they're redoing down they're there. Fixing that. Yeah. I think it's gonna look, 
we don't know what it's going to look like. So why don't we just wait until, oh, it's going to suck. It's this, it's that. We don't know. Like, the, I they're, have high sp- hopes. they're spending $75 million in that little stretch. I'm pretty sure it's going to look really badass, y'all. It and then they're going to do the nice. thing at uh, Mud Island where they're going to bring, like, where, you know, like big cities where they have stuff off the water, like restaurants and small restaurants yeah. and yeah. stuff. And, and the Nashville little has, Ferris wheel. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. It's, all, it's all a part of a it's bigger coming. plan, you know? I, gonna, right. I've they're said for years they should have a boardwalk because I've been to Santa Cruz and back yeah, and forth. I'm right. like, there's yeah. water. We need to be taking advantage of this water. Aren't they supposed to dam part of it too to make it so people take their boats down there? Yeah, well, they already you already can kind of in the in the outlet and in uh-huh. inlet there, but they're going to make it to where they want to have because most people don't even know you can go play down there in oh, kayaks okay. or jet skis or boats. Yeah, like, I didn't even really know that yeah. until recently, and I've lived here my whole life. Well, on yeah, because everybody always goes to like Pickwick or Sardis or exactly. all those places. Like, it's like, why would you not take advantage of that, because especially for money wise? The water like, is dirty. They need Isn't to clean kind of dirty too? Not all the water's the dirty now. I mean, like you water, know, all, all, the, all the times. The water. Yeah, all the times I've been to Spring River. I mean, we pee in the water. Yeah, you know? well, the water's no, messed up. Ryan, what you doing over there? I'm peeing. <laughs> like, <laughs> the water right there, though, is because of all of the flooding and yeah. stuff oh, from like the Wolf River mm. and where it's like, um, it's bad. It's not dirt. It's like dirty sediment, like just muddy. Yeah, yeah. It's the, mud, it's the muddy Mississippi. Yeah, they <laughs> yeah. need to clean that up, and then I think that's why they're going to damn it so that they can clean it, I right? Got you. So Ooh. that there's gonna not going to like be lake. any yeah. more contaminants because I'm pretty sure that the runoff from like the sewer or anything from downtown ends up going in there, and that's, that's why what, it's always been so dirty. That's what Hopper said when they first built uh, Grind City; like it used to just dump. That their building used to just dump sewage, like raw sewage, into the Mississippi River. Yeah. Well, like, you know, they're doing, like, that area is getting, like, a $100 million something is going up around Grand City somewhere. Like, that. that's the snuffed area, right? Snuff district or something like that? Yeah. I think it's uptown or whatever. Oh, okay. Well, the problem I'm talking about okay. is they call it the snuff district. Yeah, the and snuff that, district. Okay, and that's where they're getting all these, um, it's getting $100 million dumped into it, you know? And then... Because when I when I used to walk a lot, there's 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 a lot of buildings back there that could be definitely turned into things like these old factories that are back there and stuff. Like, oh yeah, it's definitely coming. It's just gonna be take time, right? I mean, so. we want to be a part of that. Like, I mean, we want prime. Our our ideal spot is downtown. Yeah, AW Willis, North Main, mm. not far from St. Jude, um, yeah. Harbor Town. Yeah, but. It's easier for people who are not in cannabis to access grant money and redevelopment things. We're trying to like Nashville's beating us to be the first cannabis whatever in the state. Like uh, their little uh, not bud and breakfast, but they're doing a restaurant. Right. Yeah, and, cannabis. You know, we've, I've been that trying to do that for online. It's in Germantown. People thought I was here, but yeah. it's Germantown now. When I, I was like, Dan, Nashville getting a weed restaurant. I was like, hell yeah! I was like, and oh, then, when wait. we saw the ad and it said Germantown is getting, I said, what <laughs> yeah. dumbass is going to put a cannabis restaurant in Germantown? Yeah, that's what I thought. Like, so how can they do it and we can't do it here? We, we can. can. Oh, okay. I just don't. We should got the money. Oh, I got you. I mean, that makes the world go round. Mm-hmm. And I mean, restaurants are in order to set them up properly. You have to have investors. You have to have, I mean, someone who is footing the bill because it gets 
very expensive, very quick. Yeah. And if you're wanting to do things the right way, then. So how much do you think the right way would cost, like, for, for a restaurant? Like a million dollars? Yeah. I mean. And maybe even more now because a million dollars isn't the same it was 20 years ago, right? Yeah. So. I mean, depending on the space that you chose and what was already mm. in it, whether or not, you know, it already had a, a kitchen equipment, if you're doing a complete renovation it would be probably a little bit more than if you had improvements made upon an existing space that was operating as a kitchen but yeah somewhere 750 1.2 wow. somewhere along those lines and then you also have to look at you know however long it's going to take to get that going yeah and there are other things that play a factor in it because if you're wanting to go into the the legal market once things are legalized here in Tennessee, then you have to make sure that you're not within a thousand feet of a school or a church or, you yeah, know, felonies. Yeah. There are so many things that Obstacles. at any given point in time, they could just say that we can't even do Delta aid anymore. And then what? Yeah. We're supposed to have, you know, a backup plan, but if we're, going to try to do an infused restaurant and they say that we can't what are we going to do that's another thing a lot of people in our industry this is not their first it's not our first business either but it's not their only source of, source income. of income this is this is pretty much it for us like mm-hmm. this is our life this is yeah. our livelihood that's this why is we what we want to do sing, yeah I mean, that's why we put everything what we have into it so as far as like um like what they do at rick and molly's place mm-hmm. could you sell meals like that at their place like that that are infused or is it different for like, as far as like baked goods? Yes. No, and we can. I mean like we do, but we are. Okay. But we're just basically providing everyone else who's already making the food with. So the we're infusion. doing like one ounce souffle cups, yeah. where it's an add-on option. So oh, any okay. of the vendors that are already selling dishes mm-hmm. can use what we infuse and make theirs oh, infused it, dish. Yeah. I mean, we don't want to make any more stuff. I got you. I don't want to learn how to make vegan stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But Cam's great at it. it yeah. is, we're good at what we do, so we go and come together, and then, boom. Yeah. Great infused vegan food. That's awesome. I yeah, because I went to Rick's place on Friday, I think I went up there, because after he did the podcast, he told me, he texted me and told me to come up there and see the facility or what have you. Uh-huh. And it's really nice. Like, it was, it's impressive. I didn't expect it to be as, like, big as it was. Right. How mm-hmm. many people were in there doing stuff, and how they're giving people opportunities that maybe not be able to afford their own location. Yeah, I mean, you know? uh, he just a uh, $70,000 oven. Yeah. 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 He showed me one of them that he had the back in the one. back. And then he said, there's one that's supposed to be delivered pretty soon too, that he hasn't put up there yet. But yeah, I mean, the kitchen equipment is so expensive. And then when you look at the operating costs, you have to have higher capacity, um, uh, air flow, mm-hmm. hood. I mean, there's so much, but Already having a turnkey space available yeah. that you can just come in there and produce. And then not only that, they provide you with the sales outlet as well, and they only charge you 10%. Like, that's amazing. No yeah. one, no one, no one, I'm repeating, no one, no one does, does that, that for anybody. Yeah, because he was telling us, because I remember it was low, you know, and he was telling us last week, I didn't know it was that low, and, you know, and like, because, you know, if we, the other places are like 20% or 25% I've heard. Most places are 50. Really? Yeah. Most all, places all, all want wholesale pricing yeah. at 50%. Most retailers make 
more money off I'm of probably, our products then, than we do you know, because no, we have remember, labor and costs. I remember seeing this mm-hmm. label up there when it because I remember uh-huh. him saying something. When That's I our went section. Up there. Yeah. yeah, it was right by the window. Yep. Yeah. yeah okay. I remember yeah. that now. And um, we just did the butters too, so we're gonna have a little space in there where there's a refrigerator. We've almost gotten to the point where the sales from the store pay for the kitchen time. Like they truly bless people. That's, That's awesome, awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, for the sales, uh, for what we sell in there, uh, there's been maybe one month that it hasn't covered. How long have y'all been there? About a year. We've well, known Richard for a while, though. Like, we started at Other Foods in Midtown with um, Steve Cantor, uh, Cantor's kid. And he has Otherland's Coffee Shop in Midtown. But it was um, off of Heisen Place, Central Lamar area at the very mm-hmm. end. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, Richard. Oh, yeah, I know you talking about. Originally was producing out of there. And it just, he grew to a point where he couldn't anymore. And um, that's when he went ahead and. Had- because I remember he was off, off the place next to Charlie Supermarket. Mm-hmm. And then he moved from there because it was just too little. Then he went to the one that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And now he has his own, you know, yeah. where he's allowed, you know, let's be yeah. home. And I mean, it's an amazing offer. I mean, just to have access to all of the equipment that's there to not have to worry about cleaning supplies, paper towels. I mean, um, he has the, the towel service mm. for aprons, not even that the marketing and stuff he does for everybody. Yeah. I mean, he makes videos, right? Yeah. 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 Everybody John gets a free video. Yeah. yeah. When you're it's a tenant, amazing. Yeah. It's awesome. And it's not like a long-term contract because he knows that stuff happens. So you don't have to break lease. You don't have to pay any of those lease. Fees. Oh, so it's like month to month. Yep. That's oh, I didn't know that either. That's the beauty of like community. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's why like a lot of people that try to do everything on their own or don't want to help other people out because it's competition. Generally, those people they may succeed, but they're going to fail at life because right. you you need people. You know, and like the what y'all are doing and what he's doing, like you're. Your one hand helps the other. Yeah. I mean, like, we want to do collaborations. I don't want to make any more stuff. Yeah. Like, I want to be able to tell people how to use what we make to infuse their stuff. Mm. And we'll continue to do, you know, certain products. And we're really good at making what we make. Yeah. I'm really interested. I want High Times to see this because I wonder how long until people copy us? Cause people always copy us. I just want to know how long it takes. I've never seen this. Tell me if I've never seen that. I want to know. Cause it's revolutionary. Yeah. Well, I mean like we had somebody who um, tagged us in a post that another company made about um, a THCO syrup. We've been doing ours for over a year now. And <laughs> Anyway, uh, the person who tagged us was somebody who actually uses our product in this post that these people made. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you know, <coughs> let us know if you know of another company because we are the first cannabis company giving a THCO syrup. And yeah. we were like, yeah, no, we've been doing that for a while now. <laughs> Even though we are the first, we don't go on Facebook saying like, we're the first. Yeah, Like I'm saying it right now, but we don't toot it all. <coughs> like maybe we are, maybe we're not. That's not really, we're just, our products are legit. They work. We want to help people. They can help you. They can help you have fun, or they can help you heal. Yeah. Man, that's awesome. 
there's a, there's something for everyone. I mean, like we do oil tinctures. We still do just the regular CBD oil. I laugh at the word demographic. <laughs> Doesn't exist. What's your demographic? People. Mm. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. All pets too. They well, you have to have a demographic. No, I literally. We do dog treats. White, black, Asian, Mexican, German, Indian, whatever you can think. Mm-hmm. Woman, man. I mean, <laughs> twenty-one and up. That's the demographic. Yeah. <laughs> 21 and up. There you go. Why does it have to be 21? It doesn't. It doesn't have to be. It's out of being responsible and because it's going to happen anyways. Oh. Eventually it will. But, I mean, I'm, we're parents. Like, I don't want any mad mom or dad coming and knocking on my door because a child got a hold of one of our edibles and decided to drive and had a wreck. Mm. I, I mean, like, it's... Yeah. Tennessee has no age requirements. Yeah. But they, they tried to. That lobbying group, part of their plan was to implement some regulations and in return us be able to, you know, do what we do. Um, it included a 5% tax. It didn't pass this time yet, but something like that's going to happen within They couldn't a agree year on some of the words that were in it, so they just decided to go ahead and table it. You know how most people work until the job's done? Mm-hmm. Well, in the government, if you've ever been to these <coughs> sessions, as soon as the time's up, after they took the first 10 minutes to say hello and shake everybody's hand and bullshit with each other, and then they actually sit down to quote-unquote work, well, when the time's up, they just get up and leave. They don't work until the job's... Well, let's table it till next week. Let's table it till next year. Let's table it till... <laughs> they it's don't okay. Care. We're going to work this out. We'll talk about it later. They don't. They don't care. But... Um, it's sad, and they'll we, hate me for saying this. We require that you be 21 or right. older for our products. So <coughs> that's just a parent. So if any real politicians actually support cannabis and don't just want to get paid from it, please let us know, and we'll support you as well. <laughs> so, I don't know. People come up to us all the time, and they're like, yeah, I'm— I use the real stuff. And I was like, well, you know, uh, how do you, so do what we. do you do for it? Like, I mean, um, these are a lot of politicians, and they're like, hey, will you wear our sticker? Can I put this on your table? I'm like, well, what are your views on cannabis legalization? What is your stance on it? How do you feel about it? Well, don't tell anybody, but I use it all the time. Okay, well, sorry. I don't want yeah. someone who is undercover. Mm. Pothead, yeah. like if you're in the spotlight and this is a stance that you're willing to make and you want me to wear your sticker, then you need to be able to say that you support what I do. Exactly. All the time, <laughs> especially here recently because everybody's running for judge and all of these other positions. I wonder if like judges are now going less when they're making like sentencing for people with weed charges. Because how it became kind of like, quote, it's not as taboo as it was, like, say, 10, 15 years ago, you know? Why would they? Like, make lesser time charges? Like yeah. They already do. I mean, honestly, most judges do. Um, yeah, they It's care. been decriminalized to a certain amount. Is it an ounce or a half ounce? Half ounce. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, if you are an avid cannabis user, then you should get one of the telemedicine things from from California and you can go to Arkansas and you can be in possession in the state of Tennessee with your medicine as long as you have your card. If you 
At least go get the bag and whatever you buy. <laughs> and uh, I mean, a lot of cops don't even care anymore. Yeah, my buddy. Um, well, he's not a police officer anymore, but he was for a long time. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, man, I never arrested anybody for no weed charges and shit like that. Like, I didn't care. Like, it's none of us really care. Like, and that's how it should be because yeah, it's not it's a not big deal. Worth the paperwork sometimes. <clears throat> exactly. I, and I mean, it's not. It's not like a person who's selling cocaine to kids. Yeah. Like, there are so many other things that are wrong with our community mm-hmm. and our world than people sitting around smoking weed. Yeah, it's just, it's just, oh, I was like, what? So we also have an infused honey. I'm going to come up to the store and buy some of that for him because he likes honey. Um. So I don't even know. We're in the kitchen tomorrow, so I'll be making some. But we sold out this weekend. Oh damn! Oh yeah. So how many of the is this coming in a size like this? Um, the honey. It's a little honey pot. It's one point five ounces. Oh and wow! And it has a little. It's local honey from Rhodes Farm. We try to source as many of our products locally. Yeah. Nice. So like even the beeswax is coming from Rhodes Farm. We get our honey and the beeswax for our salves. Because we do topicals, we do... Y'all do everything, shit. Yeah, like when he says that we make... I don't even know how many products yeah. we make. Um, we do an essential oil roller. One of them's for pain, one of them's for anxiety. Um, the peanut butter. There are so many things. Like, we even do uh, custom birthday cakes for wow. dope birthdays. We do <laughs> bud bouquets. That, this is I do so chocolate-covered awesome. strawberries. Like, my grandparents owned Rydefeld's Bakery, so I learned how to do breads and pastries and donuts. And Wow. We made everything from scratch. I know how to decorate cakes. It just hurts my hands. And nobody wants to pay what I'd have to charge in order to make just a couple of cakes. Yeah. But, yeah, none of our stuff you can taste anything in. You would not be able to tell... That something was infused unless you made it. So you really could take some brownies to work. Nobody. I'm going to fuck them up. I'm like, hey, guys. You should. <laughs> my, my mom had extra brownies. You should have like some of those GoPro cams <laughs> yeah. everywhere. Gotta be so funny. It man. would be. Please do like, it. Like giving all the big bosses the brownies and like, <laughs> fuck your drug test, bitch. Go take your own drug test. <laughs> they probably spoke. More than, I mean, more than likely. I mean, I know, I mean, there's probably guys that work with the work with us that just don't give a fuck and are doing it, you know, like it's fine and it's not a big deal. Yeah. But I, what sucks is like, even when it becomes, does become legalized in Tennessee, you know, like fully, your company can still say, well, you, if you fail a drug test, you can still be fired. Yeah. Like, you know, like. It's a right to work state. I mean. <clears throat> well, and I mean, that sucks too, because you have like right now, truck drivers, uh, pilots. A lot of these people that you know work for specific companies cannot use CBD. They can't use any form of cannabis because I tell people my CBD will make you fail a drug test. It doesn't yeah. matter, you know, what you think. Mm-hmm. Like any form of THC could potentially show up, and I'm not going to be responsible. Oh, so I bought um, a CBD cream from Ounce of Hope, mm-hmm. and because um, my buddy Mark uses it, you yeah, know, and he helps him a lot. So I bought it and I sent a picture to Colin. And I was like, "Hey, does this one have THC in it?" And he's like, "Yeah, don't use it if you worry about failing a drug test." I was like, "Oh, okay." 
He's like, just take it back to the store. I'll give you. We'll give you your money right. back. I was like, no, 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 no. I'll just give it to my buddy Mark. He can. He'll use right. it. Right. You know, like, I mean, it, the chances <clears throat> of it happening with a topical are so 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 minimal. Yeah, he did say that. He's like, like that is you don't one. Want to take a chance. Yeah, but I tell people, they're like, oh, this is CBD. It'll it won't make me fail a drug test. And I said, no, you've been lied to. It will. Yeah. Like, I people tell you that all the time yeah. as a gimmick to get you to buy something, and I'd. No, that's not us. I'd rather you keep your money. Being in your honest job. with them, it, yeah, a return customer, right? Because like she was like, "Oh well, I'm not gonna buy, but I'll, my friends will buy or something like that." Yep. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. exactly. And I and mean, that, that would suck for her if she did get like a random drug test or whatever, right. and then she failed. And exactly. she's like, "Well, what are you talking about? You told me, you know." There goes that Yelp review. Right or mm. whatever review. Right, but there's no liability uh, either because yeah. there would be a burden of proof. But still, it's not worth it. Like, why would you go around telling people that or risking their jobs just because you want to put a few dollars in your pocket? Yeah, exactly. No, um, but yeah, there's there's so many different uses, and it's a great product. I mean, Ounce of Hope has great products. They are only doing solventless extraction with their rosin, which is awesome. Like, What does that mean? You know how I was talking about the RSO? Most of them are um, solvents. You have to have uh, a chemical to extract with. Okay. Um, and Rosin just uses heat and pressure. Yeah. Um, it just put it in a press and all the good stuff. Oh, is that that machine that he showed us when we were mm-hmm. there? Probably. Yeah. Okay. And like the, it drips. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. 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 Yep. Uh, yep. That's rosin. Plant based dripping. <laughs> what do y'all think about like wax and is it shatter? Mm-hmm. What shatter? Well, I, they can explain it better than I could. But I know my, when I went to Portland, my buddy, my buddy Brett, he used to live here and he grew and he let me do a dab. <laughs> that was some strong shit. Yeah, that was like, a, I was like, that's a little too much for me. So they have Delta Eight and THCO stuff like that here. It's not as popular because people are just using the Delta Nine, mm-hmm. but we can't sell that legally yet. Oh, so okay. I mean, there are some options, but we don't. We're mainly edibles. Seems like edibles are just personally though. I like dabs. <laughs> edibles just seem better. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't because you can do it anywhere and you don't have to worry about like smelling like it and right all that. Or other looking yeah. like a crackhead with a blowtorch <laughs> hitting a dab rig. I mean, yeah. like yeah, yeah, let's just go out to the park. <laughs> See, honey, you got the blowtorch? Oh no, I forgot it at home. <laughs> I like the looks. <laughs> You would. Sitting at a picnic table just watching the kids play with your torch. Have you ever heard of Mikey Mike, artist? Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. He might he might be on the next season. He's got a he actually moved out here to Nashville, Franklin area from LA. And um he's a really great artist. If you never heard him heard of him, it's Mikey Mike. It's called he's got a really good song called Doing Me. Go look him up. You should look him up. I'm going to get him to be on the next show. So you've got your whole next season already planned out or trying to, oh, right? It's, it's working it's, on it's, it. It's doing it itself. We're not even doing it. It's, you know, when you do, you make something and it just starts to. Yeah, people people want to be a part of the new thing. Yeah. Right. And, I mean, we don't, we're, 
we're just trying to get through releasing the next bit of these episodes. I mean, we're doing a marketing campaign with the Memphis Flyer, so they're going to do an ad. Uh, Whenever you do something like this, you never know what kind of feedback or how much volume you can expect from it. So, I think this will be big for y'all. Yeah, me too. We hope so. (laughs) You're going to have to hire more people. Hopefully. Yeah. Yay. That'd be nice. (laughs) She's like, yay. (laughs) Maybe we can pay ourselves more first. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? Start there. Start there first and then go with more people. No, I mean, like, we we have what we need, but we continuously put everything back. Back into the business? Yeah. I mean, like I said, we don't have investors. We don't have someone who is just dishing out lots and lots of money. So we've had to... You know, we've seen so many companies come and go and lose so much money. And we're like, well, we could have done something with that. (laughs) Yeah. Like, what could we have done with that much money? Right. You know, what could we have built with that? But instead, like pension pennies and, you know, well, it's kind of like just because you have all the money doesn't mean your business is going to be successful. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. You can keep it alive, but keep on dumping money. But at one at one point, you're going to have to stop. Dumping mm-hmm. money right into it when the recession hits. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, like for us, our store in Collierville still hasn't recovered completely after COVID. I mean, we shut down. We have minimal foot traffic. Everybody's ordering everything online, and I mean, it just it breaks even, I guess. But it we found other ways. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to sit here and say that we probably couldn't do more with the store, mm-hmm. but we kind of have to focus on what's bringing in the most. And so it's there. Sometimes it's, you have to pivot. Yes. And I think a lot of people had to pivot because of COVID. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, and we did. And it, hopefully we can pivot back. We are putting the time and yeah, with everything back into events the store. Came back. Yes. Yeah. So, that's huge. Yeah. So where is the store in Collierville? Um, Collierville Crossing. Uh, 348 New Byhelia Road. It's at Poplar and New Byhelia, right Cross behind the Kroger. I have to go out there. Yeah. Well, we have elderberry syrup. We have um, local honey. We have uh, a full line of essential oils. We have all of the doTERRA oils, so you can purchase them and do your own blends and have jade's elevation we have a lot of stuff you know just in the store that we don't carry around to all of the different events and stuff like that but any of the 10 roots products are there jade's elevation hip trails we tried to support like a lot of the the companies we've tried to form relationships yeah like with ounce of hope i mean i don't want to compete with them I don't want to compete with any of the other places. I think that there's a way that we can all work together and be profitable together. Mm-hmm. I'm more worried about big, huge corporations coming in and, you know, putting us all out of business at some point in the future. Yeah. That's what I'm worried about. I'm not worried about, you know. Well, I heard somebody say was once like a uh, Marlboro, mm-hmm. not selling as many cigarettes anymore. Right. right. So next game for them is, Weed, right? Or like mm-hmm. joints in a cigarette pouch. Yep. <clears throat> Absolutely. But like, yeah. So, but hey, when y'all get big enough, you're going to probably sell it to them. 
Like, hey, we'll buy see. us, you know? Yeah, and I mean, we're not opposed to that. Yeah. But it's kind of like your baby. You yeah. Know? Like, would you sell your dog just because somebody offered you enough money? <laughs> I would. I'm a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> we got merch coming soon. Um, nice. We're going to get some T-shirts, new cards, and new signage made. Um, we're going to get some, some cups made. Some new cups, some new double cups. Nice. That's with, one of the original the ones world. from Selecto Hits oh, from nice. Three Six Mafia. And wow. like, I think they only made like twenty of them. That's why it looks so rough. <laughs> he doesn't take care of it. But look, <laughs> the other side's not that bad. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna release a new episode every Sunday at four twenty, and then um, we're Ashton gonna- Rikers on today's. Isn't that little white guy? Mm-hmm. Ashton? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's going through a lot right now. Yeah. Um, shout out to Ashton. He's going yeah. through a lot. We're praying for him, keeping him in our prayers, uh, doing everything we can to um, just stick by his side because he's, he's one of my best friends, um, and he's one of the best people I've ever met. Yeah, it seems like I've, I've talked to him a little bit on Instagram before all this stuff starts not mm-hmm. happening, you know? Yeah. And, like, um, we're trying to figure our date out and stuff. To we come should on. get him on here, man. Well, that's, you know, that's the goal. We keep on going back and forth a little bit. And, um, it's, you know, I'll throw a date out. He's like, oh, I got this gig or I have, you know, this. Because he's got a lot going on. Yeah. Like, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, like, he does BBs every Thursday mm-hmm. night. He does a lot at Life Hits. And then he does so much work with so many different Be- performers yeah. and musicians throughout the city. I mean, he he has such an amazing he puts talent. on a great show. He really does. Have you ever seen him perform? Mm-mm. He's a great, great performer. You ain't never seen so much soul coming out of a white boy in your life. <laughs> like <laughs> that's what everybody tells him. A hundred percent. He has just such an amazing presence, and the energy from his performance is awesome. Yeah, he's going to be all right. We're going to take care of him and uh, keep praying for him. Yeah, absolutely. So what is your all's plan, I guess, for as far as Memphis goes? Like, where do you see yourself going? Cannabis Cafe, bed and breakfast. That's going to be. The goals. Yeah. Either we're going to add an additional location or we're just going to go ahead and move out of Collierville. Agro-tourism. Yeah. Trying to. Bring people in to see the see the plants and see the process and teach people more more teaching and education and obviously um, getting people to make their own stuff. Yeah, it should be some. I mean, more cannabis Vico should be in everyone's medicine cabinet mm. with you know neosporin and alcohol and peroxide. Yeah. Like it should be something that is a household product that every single person has. All the time. Yeah. It's, yeah, I never even heard of it till today. Like, it's not the devil's lettuce. It's not something that, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's awful and bad. It's something that, I mean, when my kids get hurt, I put salve on their boo-boos. I don't, I just rub something on it. And it usually works. It's like what our parents used to do, like with aloe vera plants. Mm-hmm. You just break a piece of it off. Yep. And, my mom you know. used to do that. Yeah. But it's something that... That's the way it should be. Yeah. And if, you know, there wasn't so much greed. You guys had Lil White on, didn't you? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
him and Nicole. Shout out Pat. Yeah. That guy, he's a he's a funny man. <laughs> he's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> what time is uh, it? Two fifty five. Okay. Uh so we usually ask people like what mark do you self your what mark do you want to leave on the world and what's your advice for people? So you both can answer if you would like. Go ahead. Um, I want to at least help one person and leave a legacy of goodness behind. Man, that's like one of the best answers I've heard on on our show. I like Thank that. You. Ask the question one more time. Uh, <laughs> what, did what? I leave it hard to follow? Yeah, you really did. Like, I wouldn't want to go after you. What, what mark do you want to leave on the world, and what's your advice for people? I want people to accept people for what for themselves instead of being confined to social structures. Basically, I don't want people to feel like they should be I don't want people to be ashamed for using cannabis. I don't want people to be ashamed for being themselves. I don't want people to be ashamed for making their own choices for their lives. I want people to just let everybody be. I shouldn't have had to go through all the persecution over choosing a plant to to medicate myself. And I don't think people should ever have to feel that way about being themselves. So advice, let people be themselves. Solid advice. That's real good. I mean, cause that's so true, man. Like it's just ridiculous. Even if you go outside of like, like what is this month is now pride month. And it's like, why do we have to have to have a month for that? It should be like all the time that people should people should feel accepted. Right. You know, cause like I saw something that was like, it's not just about, you know, coming out. It's somebody feeling comfortable being who they are as a person. Right. And it's just like, it's just ridiculous how we as humans demonize people. Because they're I different. I think everybody than us. should make up their own mind. And we've all been guilty mind. of it before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Everybody should be able to make up their own mind. Yeah. Like, not based on what they've heard or what they've seen. Like, having information that hasn't been influenced. Mm-hmm. That's impossible. It's like, how do they find the juries now? You know, when they say, have you heard about this case? Like, the internet. And people lie. Nine thousand channels of people TV. Lie. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. They lie. Yeah, <laughs> people lie. <laughs> they should make them take a, a lie detector test. I bet you. I don't know. I don't watch a lot of TV. I mean, I'm still on social media. Well, but see, I see on like I see like all the news I get is from when I see people like WRG on Facebook or something. They'll yeah. share a story exactly. or like Channel Five. That's what I get. Like I don't sit there and watch Channel Five anymore, really. Well, I don't usually like. Yeah. The only reason I'm on Facebook or Instagram is for business purposes. I mean, ultimately, I try not to be. I don't. The people that are in my life are in my life, and I see and I talk to him them on a regular basis, and it's you know, that's just me. I'll get sucked into the hole of social media, and I know that I will. Can be a dark place sometimes, but there's some good on it too. It just depends on um. What you're curating your feed. Right. Yeah. You know, because there's some people that just breed negativity. They love to like post shit or to get a reaction. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why? You know, like, what's wrong with you that you want to make somebody feel like shit? You know, there's a lot of people out there like that. And like I said, that's where you go back to being kind and 
and positivity like well i mean for me i can't even i don't even feel like i can be honest on social media yeah simply because uh that's one of the reasons that i don't want people to know who i am personally for my brand because that could be a business liability Mm -hmm. and it sucks that it's like that but if i get on social media and i state my opinion about a specific issue then Somebody is going to say, well, I'm not going to buy your products anymore, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to, you know, take this out on you. Yeah. Like, we had a lady at a um, a church, uh, Collierville United Methodist Church. We used to do a farmer's market, and someone said that she could no longer support our company because she thought that we were a Christian-based company, and we were supporting the Pride Festival. And said, well, my Jesus loves everyone. Yeah, my sin is no different than anyone else's and it doesn't matter yeah like i don't know why you think that but i love everyone and if that means that you think that i don't love god then that's between you and him not you and i and but i mean it's stuff like that it people are so quick to judge and to make make up their minds based on Things that they don't even have enough information on. Well, it's like they say it's like God loves everybody, but a lot of Christians judge people. Mm-hmm. It's like how are you going to be a Christian if you're judging somebody and your God says don't judge and love everyone? Yep. You know, it just doesn't make sense. It's But that's just human nature. Humans are fallible, you know. Oh, so. yeah. Well, I mean, we're of sinful flesh. We yeah. always will be. And until we, you know go on that's how it is but it you can't condemn other people because their sin is different or mm-hmm. because you don't agree with it or i mean all sin is bad in the eyes of god it doesn't matter. yeah but yeah it's just it's just sad like how people judge people it's just ridiculous like we're all going to die so enjoy our time here make the best of it yeah mm-hmm. have you know i'm not gonna die <laughs> What is it when you let yourself die before, when you die before, there's a saying. Oh, oh, wait, I think I know what you're talking about. When you allow yourself to die before you die, then you will never die. Something like that, yeah. Or I think there's another one, too. When you realize that you're going to die is when you really start living. Yeah. Something like, I think that's. My my words might be wrong, but it's the gist of it, something like that. Yes. Like when you finally let go Mm -hmm. and you allow it, yes. Yeah. You will be able to live. But yeah, we are just a blink in the grand scheme of time. Like we're nothing, if you really think about it. However long the earth has been around, enjoy the time that we have here. Have you seen the, um, it's Carl Sagan's uh, Pale Blue Dot and how he talks about like how like the universe is so big and then it shows Earth and it looks like a speck of dust Mm -hmm. and then we're so small compared to that. But then everybody before us and after us is they've been fighting over, you know, money and, you know, property and all this other bullshit. And it's like we got this grand thing and then all we do is just like have so much adversity. Right here, because it's right here. It's what we can see, what's in front of us, and that's all that we can see. You can't really see outside the box, Mm -hmm. and it's not even worth fighting over. No, it's just, I think a lot of us, if we could 
understand like where we go or, you know, what happens after maybe we would not have so much bullshit while we're here. Right. You know, cause like I said, yeah. we don't ever think about where we come from, but we think about where we're going to go. But if there wasn't that worry of where you're going to go, how would that impact your daily choices? And what I think kind of you would be, you I think you'd be a happier person probably. Really? Yeah. See, cause like, like, I think like animals don't worry about their demise. Well, I guess they kind of do because they have some kind of, you know, like inherent um, right things to like stop them from like if they're skittish or whatever. But I'm just saying, like, I don't think they're just always considering their their end date like we do. See, I think that if people did not have the accountability or the fear of what was going to happen, like if, you know, for a very religious person, if they weren't afraid that they were going to go to hell, then they wanted to go out and murder anybody and do whatever the hell they want without ever being, if they, if we knew that we were going to die and there was nothing after this, then what would prevent people from doing the things that bad people do? Morality. Yeah. I think there's, I think people, I mean, like I said, we see a lot of stuff happening where people are doing some heinous shit, but But most people try to be good people and they try to make good choices. But is that because that's what they really want to do? Or is it out of fear that if they don't, they're going to go to hell? I think it's out of fear. That's why they do the right thing. Some people, you know, like. Right. But if you don't have that fear, then how would that leave the world that we're currently in? If nobody had fear because everybody knew that there's nothing after this, then would they really make those good choices? Yeah, it's like that movie, the, the that series and the movies, The Purge. Yes, most you know, I've never yes. watched The Purge. So, like on that, it, there's like a, a yeah, eight I, hours I or the, something. Yeah, yeah, I know you the know? story behind it, but and, I've never watched it. Yeah, it's like, kind of like that. Would that be what the world would be? People just fucking everybody up and killing everybody, and you yeah. Know, so, well, and I, I don't know. I yeah, like I said, I just think people are generally good. You know, I think people could do a lot more harm to each other if they really wanted to. Before the concept of hell even came about 2,000 years ago, did did everybody just, how did they behave then? Like I said, I don't think we were wiped out. We're all here. Yeah. You know? So, thank you. Yeah, like I said, I think people are good. I think I think there are a lot of, I mean, it's just like you look at prison, you know, they they put people in there to, to for what? And it's generally not. With, they don't generally come out better than when they went in. No. You know, that's why a lot of people end up going back because they can't again adapt. And again you know? and again. So it's just. You think that's some form of population control too, though? I, I think, yeah, yeah. I think so. Like certain pockets of people, especially. Yeah. To keep those people from, you know, from uh, away from everyone else. Like he just said earlier, it's basically a modern day version of slavery. Yeah. You know, which is sad because like I know like when they're having like the fires out in California, they were having them go out there and put the fires out, risk their lives for fractions of it, the money that they would pay somebody else to do it. And it's like it's so fucked, man. Like <laughs> if you're in prison for something wrong, I don't think they should have you doing work no. to, to like outside. You know, I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't know. Humans are weird. <laughs> 
don't know. I think that there should be a better prison balance. should look like a, a a commune. They should have to grow their own food and shit and take care of themselves and be self sufficient. Yeah, I think instead of yeah. making it a business, uh huh, to where yeah. they profit off of it, oh, like wait, they should be able to provide their own way of life. Yeah, that's totally feasible. We either grow this food or we don't eat. Okay. Grow the food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody work together. If you shank what's or its name, then, then you know you gotta you gotta pick up a slack. You're gonna have to pick that for him. Right. Like you might not want to kill him. He's really good at planting those seeds. Like yeah. you gotta make sure if he dies, you're gonna do it next year. Because <laughs> I always go back to this thing. Like I said, not saying aliens are bad, but if aliens came down and we as people were like divisive or whatever. I think we would band together against them. Yeah. You know, but, I agree. but like I said, that's just kind of human nature to assume there's a villain. Right. Well, I mean, you think know. about how nine 11, everybody came together. Yeah. We weren't worried about black and white. Then yeah, we weren't worried about, you know, in <clears throat> what your sexual orientation was. Then mm-hmm. we weren't worried about whether or not you were vaccinated or not. Yeah. I mean, we weren't worried about pro-mask or anti-mask, mm-hmm. but as long as we have a common enemy, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think that our entire nation, especially here in the United States, is based on division. You have That's the foundation of our country. It's union. Yeah, like I said, I think liberal Republican. I think it goes to like when people are have a different point of view than you. There's a lot of people instead of listening to that person and find out where they're coming from. Oh, we can't be friends anymore. Yeah, they're you don't agree with me. They want they want to call them names and stuff like that. That's not how you you win people over. We can agree to disagree. Yeah, I'm not always going. We don't always agree, but you know what? We have enough respect. Yeah. Relationships are disposable now. That's mm. all relationships have become disposable. And un, uh, with families, with, you know, people, friends, all relationships have become disposable because it is easier to be done with a person than it is to resolve conflict in an agreeable manner. Yeah, like I said, I just think we just need to be more kind and love each other and just enjoy this time while we're here. I agree. Amen. And smoke some weed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and do mushrooms. Maybe yes. if everybody just did smoke weed they and did would. mushrooms, it'd be a I'm much happier you, place. It really would. We want to have a cannabis church one day. Have you guys noticed cool. that, like, the people, like, say, older people are coming around to oh, very these products so. more? Most of the older people are already fine with it. Yeah. They just didn't know how to stand up to their government. Uh, I got you. Or their, I mean, or their parents. Yeah. Oh, I'm Southern Baptist, born and bred. Uh-huh. I don't really know how people at the church I was a member at would feel about what I do now. Yeah, I know that my grandmother, when the she saw a bag of of hemp that I had, she looked at me and she said, "Amber Lee, are you selling dope now?" <laughs> uh, I said, funny. "No, mom." But she uses our products every day and people who are in pain just want relief and they don't want to have to take pills that are going to make them feel funny. Yeah. And over time, I mean, amazingly, that is who we see the most of in Collierville is the 
probably 50 and up. Yeah. That's good. Especially so that they can, they don't get sick off it. Like you said, from medications. That's the thing I, I love in those commercials. They're like, if you're allergic to this brand, the, the actual medicine, how do you fucking know first you're allergic to the medicine that they're, you have, that right. they're peddling? And they give you yeah. the scientific name of the medicine. Yeah. And you don't know what that is. Exactly. No, I yeah. think they're ridiculous. If you have thoughts of suicide, please contact your physician. Okay, well, this is the medicine that you're giving me so that I don't want to kill myself. And you're saying that yeah, it's supposed you, yeah. to, if I start having those thoughts again, there's a problem. I mean, it makes no sense. So where can everybody find you guys, like, as far as, like, locations and online and the show? Uh, our store is in Carryville, 348 New Bahia Road, Carryville, Tennessee, 38017, Suite 9A, across the street from Lowe's. Um, you can also find us at all three whatever's locations. There's soon to be one in Olive Branch, a fourth location opening. They've got one in Midtown. They've got a location uh, by the college, and they also have a location on, in Cordova on Germantown Parkway, right down the street from the kitchen. Oh, okay. Memphis Kitchen Co-op. You can find our stuff Wait, at the Memphis Kitchen Co-op. that's the one that used to be Cats, right? It was O'Reilly's or something? Or is that? Yeah, it was right, it's right over there. Uh, that was Charlie's? Yeah, before, yeah, well, yeah. yeah, I think that's where it's My bad. Very good. And then um, you can find us online at www.tennesseerootscbd.com. You can get us at bluffcitybotanicals.com. And <clears throat> on Instagram, we are at TN underscore roots. We are at cooked official. And then on YouTube, check us out at www.youtube.com slash cooked901. C-O-O-K. Apostrophe D. C O O K D. You can't put an apostrophe in a web address. <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes. You can so find us all over links. the city. Yeah. We're at the Cooper Young Farmers Market every Saturday. Like okay. we're and Bartlett Farmers Market. We're at events. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Tennessee Roots. That's where you can find us. I like it. Well, I appreciate you guys doing this. It's been very informative. Thank you so much for having us. Um, I've had a blast. And I can't wait to try the product. And I was going to say, this yeah, is all for you. Goodie oh, bags. Thank you very much. Um, Got cards. Yeah. All that good stuff. Yeah, we'll have to pass all the cards out. Info. I'm going to show you all, when we get done here, if you got a second, I'm going to show you a website okay. for your lo- for your T-shirts. Okay. And, and it's legit. Cool. Because we need it. Yeah. Uh, we just got our logos done, so now we're ready to get the merch. Post-workout, pre-workout, the peanut butter shot. Mm. Some people use them for their pets, too. Oh, but nice. Yeah, you can um, recovery, all natural. It's like the real ground peanuts. Huh. For sure. We're going to do something <laughs> with that with Rick for the episode, probably. Y'all gonna get me so fucked up. <laughs> well, I, I told him we'd do a CBD only one. No, so. fuck that. No. Get that man high. You hear that, Rick? You gotta get high on TV. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna come for that taping. And I'll make sure y'all give him the good shit. <laughs> Sounds good. No, we wanna see if we can figure out a way to do all of the episodes in one day and then um, have uh, aftermath. Like mm. a little. Oh. Kind of like outtakes and stuff? Like, well, no, like three to four hours. Well, two to three hours is when all of 
the stuff would kick in. Mm. So we can't have somebody there for that long, you know, but being able to have it filmed, like the effects of whatever dish they made would be nice. My original idea for a show was just this in a couch and me smoking weed with people. (laughs) That's not a bad show either. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be a good show. (laughs) What is it? The Sugar Shack session? No, the other... Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) The other show idea we're going to do hopefully soon is called uh, Smoked Out Sessions, and we're going to have our artist friends do a live performance and um, try to get them sponsored and shoot them somewhere cool, like Stop 345 on the rooftop. That'd be cool, dude. Everybody smokes weed. Yeah, everybody does. I mean, I would be smoking weed if I didn't have those drug tests. We just need need sponsors. We need sponsors. We need sponsors. (laughs) We need sponsors. That means we need money, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Will you please say Sugar Shack? What? Say what? Sugar Shack. Sugar Shack. Sessions. Sessions. No. Say it together, please. Sugar Shack Sessions. <laughs> you yeah. did so good. Sugar Shack. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We appreciate it. Thank y'all. All right. Thank y'all. Thank you. All right. Love you lots. Bye.